0: Right now, if you go to Donald Trump's Twitter account and you look at his liked tweets, I think I actually have it pulled up right here. Yeah, there's one and it's mine. And it's a thread I wrote about why I wanted uh, one of the reasons, one of the big reasons that I was that I'm going to be voting for Trump. And it has to do with Kyle Rittenhouse. Earlier today, just a few hours ago, Donald Trump gave a press conference where he talked about Kyle Rittenhouse. And he was asked about it. He said, you know, we all saw the same videos. It looked like he was being attacked. And Trump said that the kid may have been killed if he didn't defend himself. And yes, that's even the New York Times. Well, the New York Times didn't come out and say that much. They didn't say that much, but they did say he was attacked first and someone else fired a gun first. So yes, he was being chased. And of course, the media is feigning outrage. No matter what Trump says or does, he's wrong. The funny thing is, he posted this thread and. And all of these outlets that are highlighting it won't actually talk about what I said. I find that really fascinating. So I know many of you are really excited. We're going to have Kimberly Klasik on today, but she unfortunately had to cancel. So um, I wish her the best. She's uh, she's killing it out there. She had that amazing viral ad. And I'm sure for obvious reasons, she's very, very busy. And uh, she spoke at the RNC, right? Yeah,
1: she did. Oh,
0: yeah. So, you know, these things happen. And, um, you know, maybe we'll figure something out and have her on at a future date. But uh, I'm sure she's doing something rad nonetheless. So we're going to talk about what's going on with this press conference and uh you know, Donald Trump liking my tweet and it being the only liked tweet on his page is funny because all of a sudden I'm not, I'm getting, I'm getting hit up by like random people I've known from a long time. They're like, yo, yo, hey, what's up? I have your phone number. And I'm just like, you know, the craziest thing about this is it's not just this tweet from Trump. It's just in the past week or so, a bunch of people that I thought were like progressive anti-Trump Democrat are like whispering we love your show, man. You're awesome. Keep doing it. And I'm like, that's really weird because you post like weird SJW stuff and you're telling me like what I do. You're I, getting I, to them. Or these people really are just like uh, uh, secret Trump voters. I man, that's crazy. Like, what if, you know, all the polls in 2016, I know, I, I know we say this all the time, but I wonder if when we talk about secret Trump voters, they keep saying it's non-college educated whites. What if it's not? What if it's just like a little bit of everybody. I think you know? it is just a
1: little bit of everybody.
0: People who pay attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of the messages I've gotten as of recent and I'm like this person likes Trump? Like what? That's funny. Cuz you work for a progressive company. But hey man, there it is. So anyway, we got we got a bunch to talk about. We've got this and we've got some new details on, you know, what happened in Portland and some other stories that are, you know, we got some satire from to throw in the mix from the Babylon B, which is really really of good. Of course, always which, good. We're just going to hang out and talk about all that stuff. So make sure as you're tuning in, you smash the like button because it really does help. And subscribe, hit the like button, hit the notification bell. YouTube makes it a chore to make sure you get all this content. And uh, today it's just me hanging out with Lydia. Yep, you that's f- me.
1: I'm here. I'm yeah. here. I'm sorry. I'm not Kimberly Classic. I'm sorry to disappoint everyone. Everybody's I wish she mad. could have been here. Next time, hopefully, we catch her when Everybody's so mad. busy. I know. Everyone's mad at me.
0: So uh, right now, let's just let's let's jump in. I want to show you this first story from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel and it's a really really amazing piece of disinformation. And I also want to go through a bunch of these like fake news journalists smearing Kyle Rittenhouse. It's 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 insane, man. So earlier today as I mentioned, Donald Trump gave a press conference where he said, you know, this kid looked like he was being attacked and he may have been killed if he didn't do something. This is what the story says from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. They say Trump mischaracterizes Kenosha protest shooting, defends Rittenhouse evening. Uh, Rittenhouse evening before his visit to the city roiled by unrest and violence. They say the president also mischaracterized the incident in which Kyle Rittenhouse was accused of using an assault style rifle. Quote, that was an interesting situation. You saw the same tape that I saw, Trump said Monday during a White House news conference. He was trying to get away from them, I guess. Looks like. And he fell and they were very and, and, and they very violently attacked him. And it was something we're looking at right now. And it's under investigation. I guess he was in very big trouble. He probably would have been killed, Trump added. They go on to say, at the point of the evening, the president describes the teen had already shot and killed one protester, according to the charging documents and video footage. Trump's latest comments set the stage for what could be a highly charged visit from the most powerful man in the world at a time when the community is still recovering from a week of shootings and unrest that left a black man paralyzed, two white protesters dead, and businesses looted and burned. So here's the first question I have. I think, uh, I'm just so tired of saying it. They don't have Google, do they? I guess not. They don't, they, they, they don't, they, listen, all too often, you've got three journalists on this. Let me tell you a story. I went to a thing called News Exchange once. They flew me out to Morocco and they had me up on a stage in front of like a thousand journalists watching. And I looked around and I was asked about like the state of journalism. This was back in 2012. And I said, every single journalist should be fired. Every single one of them. Because they have no idea what they're doing tech-wise. They have no idea what they're doing security-wise. And there needs to be like a purge and a start over. And that was in 2012. Wow.
1: Well, have things improved, Tim. <laughs> it's
0: gotten way worse. And, and they got, you know, they were mad. Again, yeah. You know. Yeah. So, someone from CNN tried offering me a job and I was like.
1: Are you joking? <laughs> out of here.
0: And it's funny because it was like 2012. So I was like kind of broke and just they invited me there because I was doing this coverage. But anyway, I bring this up because. This story from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel has three reporters, Count
1: them, yeah. three
0: reporters on this, and not a single person could have done a Google search over this quantity. Come on, man. I look the people, the, the, all of you listening probably did a Google search and found more information than they did. Mm-hmm. So is, is it intentional that they're lying specifically when they say that Trump mischaracterized the incident? And the and their, the, the, mischaracterization, their, uh, the mischaracterization is they're saying at that point he actually had killed somebody. You see, they're omitting context to what Trump is saying. Mm-hmm. The New York Times has the story. I th- I'm not sure. If, where did I put? There, it, there we go. Check this out. First shooting. While Mr. Rittenhouse is being pursued by the group, an unknown gunman fires into the air, though it is unclear why. The weapon's muzzle flash appears in the footage from the scene. Rittenhouse turns toward the sound of gunfire as another pursuer lunges toward him from the same direction. Rittenhouse then fires four times and appears to shoot the man in the head. You want to know what's crazy about this? What's that? Four times, they say. Mm-hmm. The medical examiner said he was hit five times. So Actually,
1: somebody else. Actually, fact hit him. check
0: me on that. Can you pull that up? I
1: believe that's true. I'll look it up, yeah.
0: And one of the shots was in the back. And so.
1: Yeah, wh- I remember you telling me about I tweeted him about this. I, th-
0: I think the medical examiner said he was hit five times. So make sure you can fact check me on that one because this, this no. is where it gets crazy. The New York Times says he fires four times. OK, maybe he only did. I asked this question on Twitter when, when I, I took a screenshot from the medical examiner's report and it said he was hit, you know, once in the back. And so I was like, how did Kyle Rittenhouse turn towards him as he was lunging at him and hit him in the back?
1: Well, they said they, said they, they saw another muzzle flash. So I'm assuming that somebody else was shooting as well.
0: Well, what 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 the New York Times is saying is the muzzle flash was fired into the air. Could they be wrong about that? I mean, it's far away.
1: Yeah, it's, it's grainy. I, that'd, be a,
0: that'd be an amazing, if that person's firing a pistol from that range, like they're... They
1: hit him, that's amazing. Yeah,
0: they're good. They're good. They know, they, know, they know how to fire. It's possible. I mean, I'm not a gun expert or anything. But my question was, how did he get hit in the back? And some people said, if he was lunging and got hit and spun, it would have easily hit him in the back. But if they're saying, did you find it? No, I'm still looking. I think I have it on my Twitter, if you like, go through my Twitter, because I tweeted, I asked the question, I think I linked to yeah, it. Yeah, but I could find it. Yeah, Hold five, on five, five bolts. You, you, you look that up and we'll keep talking about it. So anyway, the point is, Trump didn't mischaracterize it. The dude was being chased. The New York, I'm, I'm, I'm on the New York Times. Is the New York Times not credible enough? And what's, which reporting should I trust? The Milwaukee Journal Sentinel that says Trump is lying that omits most of the details of the incident or the New York Times that does a detailed breakdown going through video after video. I got to admit, the New York Times, I think, did, did a really good job on this one. So he turns toward the guy and the guy lunges at him first. Okay, what do you think everybody else said? All these woke journalists. Oh, man, I've lined up a bunch of tweets and I have too many. Here's a guy. Daniel Dale says, asked about Kyle Rittenhouse, supporter accused of murder. Trump says he's looking into it, but adds, that was an interesting situation. He was trying to get away from them, looks like, and then uh, they very violently attacked him. He probably uh, would have been killed. I've actually seen a lot of people very critical of this tweet, but I, don't, I honestly don't see anything wrong with it. It's true. Uh, Rittenhouse is accused of murder. I mean, I would say that it looks like self-defense, but he was quite literally charged with it, so... This to me is kind of just, you know, neutral, but a lot of people took, took issue because they want him to bring up the greater context, which I believe would be uh, prudent to do. He didn't do it, but I'm not going to rag on him for just giving us like a kind of a bland quote from Trump. However, the recount. Trump not only refuses to condemn Kyle Rittenhouse, the 17-year-old who killed two protesters, he defends him. They violently attacked him. Yeah, yeah, yeah we get it. I want, I want, you know what? I want, I want to say something because I was reading this account did you find the thing yet? No, it's on my Twitter. Just scroll through it. I was reading this account from uh, a medic who was talking about the the skateboard guy who got shot by the Kenosha kid, and how she ran to him trying to render aid, and that his girlfriend was screaming. And I'm like, yeah, dude, this is like, this is horrifying. I'm I'm sad for the dude. I don't want anybody to get hurt. The dude with the skateboard should not have gotten shot, but bro. You don't run at a dude with an AR laying on the ground and grab the barrel of the gun and try and pull on That's it.
1: That's suicidal.
0: It's, it it, it, really it is. I, I, you is. Sure. The, the the left is trying to claim this guy was a hero or whatever, but he hit him over the head with a skateboard. To what degree? Because I'll tell you this. I watched the video, and it doesn't, it, it doesn't look like he did a full swing bash. But at some point, the skateboard comes in contact with the kid's head. Then he tries grabbing the barrel of an AR. I mean, dude, at a certain point, like... You got to back away. This kid's being chased. This is the big problem with mob violence is that I, I've, I've mentioned this, seeing it in like uh, at, at the G20. I think it was the g G20 where, where Luke Rutkowski got attacked. Oh, yeah. Someone just pointed at him and screamed Nazi and then random people started beating him and he wasn't. And And so what happens if you're minding your own business and someone screams, that's the guy and they start attacking you? Then, yeah, sure. When they frame it like the skateboard dude was a hero, I guess in the context where he had no idea what was going on, And tried attacking a dude with a gun. Sure, you could argue that. But when you look in the bigger picture of things where Kyle is being attacked and chased by a violent mob that was out destroying property and that dude did not live in Kenosha either. I'm sorry, man. It's not heroic to run up to a random guy. You have no idea what's going on and try grabbing the barrel of a gun.
1: Well, USA Today was saying that the victim in Kenosha might have been trying to save someone. And honestly, I don't think it matters what he was trying to do if he was part of the mob that was well, no, chasing that, him.
0: Which which guy Rosen Rosenbaum? Mm-hmm, yeah, that was that was the first guy who got hit. Yeah. Another important thing too is the medical examiner report said he got a graze to the head, not a not a not a bullet through the head. And I've seen a lot of people claiming that Rittenhouse shot a guy in the head, and that was the initial tweet that went out. Right. People thought it was a hole. I even said the same thing.
1: Yeah, it, it looked like. Medical
0: it. examiner said it was a graze. It was a graze.
1: Oh wow. Yeah. Interesting. And
0: that he actually died because I think it hit his his internal organs. Right. Yeah.
1: Wow, I didn't know that.
0: Yep, yep. So a lot of these people have no idea what's going on. And and to, and to be fair, look, I've got videos that I did at the time, which are inaccurate at this point. Like that's more hard, yeah. information has come out. And I think that's why, you know, it's important to track. Have you, you haven't been able to find it? No, I'm
1: still on looking. my Twitter
0: thread. Just scroll down. I did. Yeah. Keep going. It's there I somewhere. Will, I will. All right, here we go. Ryan Savedra quote tweeted this dude, Brian Lur, what is it? Lur, Brian I don't know, Cohen, whatever. Oh, Brian Tyler Cohen. That's his name. Yeah. He said the ADL looked into Rittenhouse and found no indication from Rittenhouse's social media footprint that he is connected to any extremist movements. Okay. The criminal complaint filed by authorities said that Rittenhouse was attacked while running away. In which case, oh, I actually have the article from the ADL. This will be interesting. They say, uh, okay, no, this is just a CBS. I'm not, I'm not going to read through the CBS article because I think we've gone through the gist of it, but you get the idea. The ADL, the Anti Defamation League, which tracks extremist activity, told CBS News. There were militia members at the Kenosha protest, but found no indication from Nas's social media footprint that he is connected to any extremist movements. His posts indicate he's an extremely pro-police, that he is extremely pro-police, and appears to have been a former police explorer, a career-oriented program for youth considering a career in law enforcement. Many of his social media posts use the phrase, Blue uh, Lives Matter.
1: Oh my. According to the ADL, I'm assuming that the ADL They're, thinks that's some kind of hate organization.
0: If the ADL has gone that far as to say... Well, like, my- we didn't find anything. There you go. That's I mean, thorough. Yeah, that is thorough. That's pretty the, good. The, the Anti-Defamation League has, like, a really broad view of what <laughs> right-wing extremism is. Like, anti-government anarchists are considered right-wing.
1: That's amazing to me.
0: I, I'm, I'm, I, yeah. So, I guess, I, I, they call uh, black supremacy left-wing.
1: Oh, you know what? You want to know what, they, what else they do? When you go to their um, page and you're looking at everything they list as, like, hate speech or hate organization, like, dog whistles or something. Um, they have an entire list of numbers and numbers in different sequences that they consider forms of hate speech. I found it, by the way. Oh, you did find yeah, it. Yeah, I did find it. Oh, okay. You have the article. It says, "Serious question: How do you shoot someone in the front and can the you, back at the same but, time?"
0: But the story's the story's there, right?
1: You have a f- screenshot. There's no link. No, just a what? Screenshot. I forgot I to link it. What kind of journalist? Can you
0: can you quote some of the text and then Google search it to find yeah, the article? Yeah, sure, I'll do that now. Because I'm pretty sure the the dude got hit five times. Yeah. I could be I could be wrong about that. So yeah, see what you yeah, can find. Let me see. Here we got a. Uh, This is where it gets fun. We're just basically going through tweets from people who are lying about what happened. It's great. Lily Adams says White House has been given two chances to disavow murder committed written (laughs) murder committed Rittenhouse, the first press secretary, now Trump, and has taken a pass both times. So this is actually really funny. Um, I mentioned that Trump liked my Twitter thread and I've gone through it a couple times, but I'll give you the gist of it. Because I think it's probably important for me to explain, like, the point of what I was saying. But Kaylee McEnany was asked about it, mm-hmm. and she said that Trump's intent was to highlight information that many people probably didn't know. And yes, and then Trump was directly asked about it, and he said basically the same thing. But the gist of my thread, okay, it's because I think it's like what uh, eleven tweets is that it ends my by, by uh, with me calling Trump an a hole. Right. But I'd rather vote for an a hole than a coward. And I think it's fascinating that Trump liked the threat. I'm like, hey, all right, you know, I think Trump would find it funny Like, All right, I'll take it. I think he said something like that once, didn't he? I think
1: he did. Yeah, he was like,
0: I'm a mean guy, but I work for you.
1: Exactly. (laughs) So he
0: probably laughed when he saw it. But the general idea is I wrote Kyle Rittenhouse is a good example of why I decided to vote for Trump. Violent extremists were destroying people's lives for months. 30 people were killed. Democrats rejected federal assistance every time Trump offered it. Media lied about Trump deploying secret police. Okay, so this is a, like a very broad brush. I, I, I posted here. I didn't say anywhere in the tweet I supported Kyle Rittenhouse. Of right. course, that's an opinion, and they'll probably argue that because I'm just reporting what the New York Times said, that is uh, support for or defense of. What I should have said is that the Kyle Rittenhouse situation— is a good reason. Right. That you've got violent extremists, look I I said, you know, violent extremists are destroying people's lives, Democrats won't accept Trump's help. What I was trying to say is none of this should have happened. The kids shouldn't have had to have been there.
1: Exactly. The he po- shouldn't have needed to be there.
0: Right. And the police should have been out there. They shouldn't have been trying to defund the defund the police if the governor just accepted first I think the 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 locals, the city council or whatever asked for way more national guard.
1: They did. Yes, yeah, I recall.
0: And the governor said no. And Trump's repeatedly offered federal assistance. And they've all said, no, it shouldn't have happened. Kyle should not have had to have been called by anybody to go out there. I think it was foolish that he went out there because, look, man, you like I've been on the ground with these violent riots. I've seen what these people do, and you need to. That that, that kid probably didn't understand the likelihood that he was going to pull the trigger was like ninety nine point nine percent.
1: Yeah, well, he's a seventeen year old kid. He's just kind of going out there to have fun. Nothing's ever going to happen to a teen. Nothing's ever going to happen. Nothing's ever going to go wrong. So,
0: well, his he had he had good intentions, right? But the path the path to hell is paved with good intentions, exactly. The problem is, how do you? Where where's the there's there's no way to call this one right. Do you just let violent extremists destroy your town? These people weren't from there, by the way. The, the yeah. Kenosha issued a statement saying out of 100, I think it was, what, 175 arrests? 102 were out of, from outside the city. Right. And so was he, but he worked in Kenosha. I'm sure they, some of them all were outside, from outside the city, but had some reason you know, to be familiar with the place. But it, it's, you know, do you do nothing? Do you just sit back and say, well, I guess I lose my business in my life? Or do you say, I need help. The police aren't helping me. And then to what degree do we blame kyle for being a 17 year old kid who was asked by locals can you help protect businesses and this kid loves cops and he was probably like dude this is awesome this yeah a chance a, yeah and he was rendering aid to the rioters even
1: right well he he started the day by scrubbing off graffiti and cleaning the mess up in kenosha and i don't know the only thing that i can come up with to say is that even if you do decide that you need to step in and do something about it you sure as heck don't send a 17 year old kid try to make sure that people who are responsible and mature and have a firm grasp of the situation and aren't running around in cowboy boots which are really is that slippery. what he was doing yeah i think he had cowboy boots no, i think that's why he sure? fell down yeah yeah <laughs> oh, poor dude. guy i feel no bad way for him. no
0: way i don't believe that is that is that for sure i'll
1: look it up I'll so, but, but myself.
0: Hold, hold on let, let, let me let me throw a little uh a little um uh counterpoint your way in that yeah. regard we send 18 year olds overseas to to to, uh, to kill people that's fair and this kid, he worked in the, in the town. Is a 17-year-old not allowed to defend his own community?
1: I, I think he is, but I have a counterpoint to your counterpoint because the 18-year-olds that we send to fight wars are led by people who have experience That's and who are mature. And yeah. was, as far as I could tell, there's not really anybody like that there. And they him. go
0: through they go through extensive training. Right. I mean, the, the, Rittenhouse looks like he had good, he had yeah, good he finger... Yeah, he appeared uh, to be
1: trained. He had good trigger, trigger discipline. discipline yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually was talking to a friend of mine who said that she felt what proves intent to kill was trigger discipline you can't what? yeah 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 the because because he knows how to handle the weapon and his finger clearly wasn't on the trigger most of the time that means he made the decision to move his finger to firing position to shoot those people and i was like yet yeah, yet yeah, to defend himself like,
1: yeah they're coming at you they have weapons in their hands not just a skateboard man
0: this is this is, this is crazy but anyway take this out this work it's funny okay. so so that dude brian oh, yeah. tyler or whatever yeah yeah Mike Sternovich uh, quote tweets him saying Nick Sandman's lawyers represent Kyle Rittenhouse enjoy those retweets cuz you're literally going to be paying money for them and then the tweet got deleted and I guess he re- he reposted it with a cleaner uh he statement fixed it, huh? Yeah yeah so so you can't really sue someone for defamation if it's an opinion you know so the tweet went away and I guess it's not the only one a bunch of other people did too There's so, yeah, so, a screenshot here, here's the screenshot. We're going to get demonetized because we got some swears in here. It says, holy S, Trump is defending Kyle Rittenhouse. He's defending a white supremacist who murdered two people in cold blood. He defended him from the lectern at the White House. You know, man, I don't know how we're supposed to have a functioning society if people just make stuff up and just, you know, you know what the craziest thing is? Ultimately, I want to get to here is the gaslighting yeah. with Joe Biden, how he's basically Joe Biden came out and says he's condemned violence on both sides and is challenging Trump to do the same. And it's like when Trump, the last time he said there were bad people on both sides and some fine people on both sides, they turned it into a smear. They've used nonstop. Joe Biden did.
1: It's so ironic that Joe Biden is bringing this up because he kicked off his campaign talking about the very fine people hoax. And he's like, President Trump, you know, he really likes him some... uh, white nationalists or whatever and he's never let go of it and he's bringing it he's, up again now
0: well now what biden's doing is a clever you know linguistic Twist. manipulation yeah. yeah so instead of saying trump called white nationalists this he says remember what they looked like and remember what he said then he says the quote so he can't be sued That's for lying pretty clever it is because it'd be funny if trump sued biden for defamation in a political race it's that a very be amazing i know it it's it's like the judge would laugh and be like welcome to politics right, grow exactly. up you're 74 like you're beyond an adult."
1: Wait. So so can you, you can sue for defamation if you're a famous person, though, right? Yeah, it's
0: harder, though. Okay. So, um, I mean, Will Chamberlain, who I've actually got, got one of his tweets, is a better uh, a better person to talk to, but he's, he'll be on the show, I think. When, when is he coming on? On the 9th, I
1: want to say? Oh, yeah. I've
0: had oh, Will yeah. on my show so many times. Oh, yeah. But uh, my, my understanding, basically having talked to Will several times, who was a lawyer, is you have to prove, if if you're a public figure and someone defames you, you have to prove they knew what they were saying was false. Ah, it's extremely difficult. Yeah, how do you
1: prove someone's intent?
0: Messages, emails, but even then, yeah. you know, I, I think for for a lot of this stuff, these people are just you know kind of really dumb. Yes. And there's not going to be internal communications between for for a guy who just tweets something out. Right. So proving actual mass. Now, I guess the the big issue is when it, what's becoming really challenging with these defamation suits is that everyone is a public figure now. Yeah. So when it came to Nick Sandman, so uh, for those who aren't familiar, he's the Covington kid who was standing on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial. The Native American guy walked up to him, started banging a drum in his face, and then the media smeared him. He's he's won a bunch of settlements, by the way. But uh, the trouble with him was they tried arguing he was an involuntary public figure, and they were writing about him because it was the news and he's a public figure. And I guess his legal team argued against that, saying he didn't do anything to be a public figure. Involuntary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's a thing. It is. yeah, yeah. So uh, they argued the kid didn't say anything. You can't set that standard. That's insane. But that's where it's getting dangerous. Is Kyle Rittenhouse now a public figure because he's all over the press and social media? I think it's ridiculous to try and argue he is. He's, I agree. He's, he's, he didn't say anything to anybody, you know? Well, well I, no, yeah. go ahead.
1: I would say I'm really, really happy that um, Rittenhouse is being defended by um, Nick Salmon's lawyer. That gives me a great deal of confidence in what's going to happen. And the sheer amount of video around this incident, yep. there's no, I don't.
0: There are there are two new videos that have surfaced, mm-hmm. which make the circumstance really interesting. The first is that apparently after the shooting, one of the guys who was with Kyle Rittenhouse says, the police told us they were going to block it off and then send everyone our way because we could deal with it. So I tweeted about that and I'm like, dude, the Kenosha PD needs to answer for this because... That sounds like they set him up.
1: Seriously. And I
0: don't mean set him up like a bunch of cops were like, I got a plan to frame a kid. What I'm saying is, it's an extreme interpretation of what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is the cops knew there were kids down there armed and were like, send the riders that way. And I'm, like, I'm not saying they had a grand scheme or a grand intent. It was literally just like, they knew the kids were there and they thought, eh, send the riders that way. Not, see, not, see, not, It's see, negligence.
1: Yeah. See, those are the adults that I would have expected to have taken up Like the mantle of being responsible for these kids and they didn't it looks like they really failed them
0: i think i think the point you made is 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 you know earlier is exactly it While while we do have young people who go overseas to fight wars they have commanders they have they have have the chain of command right they have training and guidance and this kid probably did have a lot of training but no one on the ground was seemingly in control of the situation i'd imagine if they actually had someone older and more experienced he could have called them told them like here's what we do here's how we do it here's when we move and if they were together he wouldn't have been chased yeah so you had a handful of kids and they weren't experienced enough so when when rittenhouse got got attacked and chased the other guys should have been there to help him out but there's so there's another video so it's there's that one but there's another one where after the first guy gets shot kyle is running and someone said what happened what's going on and kyle says i'm running to get the police oh wow yeah and then people start yelling get him get him stop him and then they start attacking him the kid was running for the police and they attacked him. Oh man! So you know it's, it is it is it really is an interesting uh, conundrum. First and foremost, none of them should have been out past curfew. Yep. But uh, or, or, yes, yes, none, they should. None, none of them should have been out past curfew. I give a little bit more leeway to the kids because they were there in a defensive. You know, for as as you know, right, protect the businesses, render aid. It was going to happen. The rioters shouldn't have been out there rioting. So. I think the fact that they were out there burning down buildings, not this group specifically, but just in general, negates this idea that the skateboard guy was a hero.
1: Yeah. So so if, if we can if we take into account that the kid who is 17 shouldn't have been out there with his gun, then the protesters should surely should not have been out there either. Easy. Like, we have to right. apply the same standard. The,
0: the, so the issue right now that I'm seeing, like, the way CNN is framing it and the friends of, like, and these leftists, is that the skateboard guy by himself sees a dude running down the street with an AR and they're screaming, he just killed somebody. And so in his mind, he was like, oh man, I got to stop this guy before he hurts someone else. You see what I'm saying? Sure, yeah. The problem is that guy wasn't out there with good intentions. Right. So I'm, I'm, you know, if you go out with the intent to riot, see someone running out on the street and then you attack them, I'm sorry, dude, that's not heroic. You don't know what happened. You don't know who you're attacking. And that's actually, it's interesting to me that I've talked to a lot of people about the good guy with the gun scenario. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of conservatives who say, how do you stop a bad guy with a gun, a good guy with a gun? And many of them said the reason it's a bad idea is that if everyone starts attacking each other, the cops have no idea who's the good guy or the bad guy.
1: Right. Well, it's like, so I think sometimes you talk about when somebody steals a purse or if somebody has a purse and all you have to do is say, that person stole my purse, and then you cause all sorts of problems for them. So what is this story that you tell where you're like, if you have a purse, all you have to do is yell at somebody and you get people to attack them?
0: Yeah. I mean, but you could theoretically, this is the craziest, anything, anything at any time, anywhere, as long as there's a mob. Like if I was walking down, I'd be willing, actually, you know, what? I'll put it this way. If I was in New York and I saw you and you were like walking and I yelled, stop her. She stole my purse. I don't think anybody would do anything. If a guy had the purse though, because like as much as people might not want to accept it, there's still sexist stereotypes. Right, there are
1: stereotypes. Guys don't really care. If a guy
0: was carrying a purse, a woman could yell. He grabbed my purse. Most people would do nothing.
1: Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But
0: eventually you'd find one dude who would walk up and grab you and be like, yo, give the purse. And then the guy would be like, it's my purse. And then, you know, whatever. I don't know. Right. You could theoretically do it with a backpack, though. That makes more sense. Yeah. But I'd be willing to bet in a crowded New York City, very few people would actually intervene in any way. But create a mob violence situation and they will do anything. It's it's, it's creepy. There's a video. I think it's it was it Wisconsin. I'm not sure where a guy, a regular guy is standing in front of a store with his arms up. And they're all screaming at him, get out of the way. And then one random Antifa just goes, he's a Nazi. And then people start screaming and hollering because that Antifa guy knows you say that. And then other people will just f- start physically attacking the individual. Oh, gosh. And then the person ends up running off.
1: Just a bunch of lemmings, that's for sure. Yeah,
0: yeah. The interesting thing about all of this stuff we see with the far left is that it is what I, w- I would call like the, um in terms of a weapon, if you were to like create an it's a blunt object. Yeah. Whereas the extremist stuff we normally see with, like, mass shooters is, like, a knife. The, the way I, what, what I mean by that is you take someone with a knife, you're, you're going to end them really quickly. Yeah. And it's, like, a high, you know... Uh, it's intense. It's a, Yeah, right. And a blunt object is slow. And if you hit someone with a bat once, they might just run away. So you can, you can theoretically hit 1,000 people with a baseball bat over the course of a month, and it won't make the news. Nobody cares. You run up to somebody and stab them it's going to be front page on the lo- local news you do it to several people it'll be major news and so what ends up happening is you have these terror attacks where the mainstream media sees it and rightly so goes like whoa this dude ran into a room with the gun and shot all these people and then everyone talks about how right-wing violence is the most extreme and it's like it's certainly a problem absolutely we we, we got to have the feds stopping all this stuff but with the low tier stuff from the left they do it a hundred times more often but it never makes the news so it keeps happening. Right. Now Donald Trump announced something earlier along in this along with the press conference where he talked about Kai Rittenhouse he says. This is from uh, Felicia Sonmez. Felicia is Washington Post national political reporter. DHS and DOJ are announcing a joint operations center to investigate violent fo- violent left-wing civil unrest Trump says. Good. Awesome. Yep.
1: So it it strikes me that it would be much simpler to just say all extremists left and right are bad why can't we just do that
0: well apparently now that's what joe biden's trying to do oh boy wait let me see if i can find a here, here we go this is great oh. tyler uh and then i'm gonna go back to that tweet because there's another funny thing in there tyler pager says biden on trump's presser i urge the president to join me in saying that while peaceful protest is a right a necessity violence is wrong period if donald trump can't say that Then he is unfit to be president and his preference for more violence, not less, is clear.
1: Yeah. Why doesn't he say that, Tim?
0: Take a look at this tweet below. Someone commented, we've reached levels of gaslighting never before thought possible. I couldn't believe this. So I actually pulled it up and yep, look at Mm -hmm. this. Biden, I condemn violence in Portland, challenge Donald Trump to do the same. Biden condemns violence in Portland and calls on Trump to do the same. Biden condemns Portland violence, says Trump recklessly encouraging it. Wow, nice. Trump is recklessly encouraging it. That's crazy. You know, what's, you know what was really crazy to me when I saw this? I think this proves that Joe Biden and, and like Kamala and the Democrats no longer care for politically active people. Like They're straight up saying, if you follow the news and you listen to commentary, we don't want your vote. You know why? Why? Because we've all been listening to Trump scream his head off right. about ending the violence and having law and order. And they keep blaming him for it, even though it's like, we just had Ted Wheeler of Portland write a letter and say, I do not want your help ending the violence. Yep.
1: Yep. And then what did he do the next day? What? what? He did a press conference where he blamed Donald Trump for not intervening. And if you don't want to help us, get out of our way.
0: Support us or get the hell out out of the way.
1: way. What what do you think he tried to do?
0: Now, look at this. Look at these stories, man. Here's my favorite one is the Reuters one where it says Biden condemns violence as Trump recklessly encouraging it. How dare Trump? You know how dare Trump's staff donate to the the? Oh, I'm sorry. This oh wait, is, this what? is Biden's staff. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. From Reuters, Biden's staff donate to group that pays bail in riot torn Minneapolis. I remember huh. this. Oh, that was Biden's staff. Oh yeah yeah. Oh.
1: It was in May. Well,
0: okay. Well, anyway, yeah. it's not like his vice presidential candidate was actively encouraging people to donate to the rioters. Like, That'd oh. be
1: silly. Him. Oh, here's a tweet
0: from here's a tweet from Kamala <laughs> Harris. If you're able to chip in now to the Minnesota Freedom Fund to help post bail for those protesting on the ground in Minnesota. So
1: wait, wait. <laughs> I have an objection with this, okay? Kamala Harris is supposed to be the law and order candidate, right? Yeah. Uh, so how does this jive with this stupid tweet about donating to the Minnesota Freedom
0: Fund? You know, uh, like you know, remember, remember when I mentioned last week, like the Bugs Bunny meme where yeah. he's like just leaning up against the wall with his eyes half closed and he yep. just like raises. That's that's how I feel right now, <laughs> just like oh yeah, you know oh yeah one of these again huh yeah I've this seen is what, this. It, Listen, I was talking to uh it, <laughs> wait a minute donate Tim. Why does it why does Let's it go do it. to Kamala Harris for the people? Oh, it goes through her. Oh, I see how this works. <laughs> what? Look at is this. Is it Act Blue? Yeah, it is.
1: No kidding.
0: And it says uh, KDH Social Minnesota Freedom Fund ref code, Kimmel- but it says Harris. Kamala Harris for the people. Does this? Who does your? Oh, okay, okay, it does go to the Minnesota Freedom Fund. Oh, okay, okay. okay. I, I'm like, that's kind of weird. I was talking to uh, a family member who said that in the suburbs of Chicago, people are crossing their fingers that Kamala Harris will be a law and order candidate who is going to shut down the extremism, and I just laughed when I heard it. I'm like, dude, the lady is it. so desperately pandering to, like, the, the far left. You know why I just laughed at this? Do you know what the pro—I'm the, doing air quotes here—protests were in Minnesota? I mean, of course you do. It was people running around burning things down, and they're still doing it. Yep. You know, so, so who was getting bailed out? Protests. Oh, man. You know what I—I th- I wonder. I think some of these Democrats genuinely believed they were peaceful protests.
1: Maybe at first
0: i'm not saying i'm not saying the high profile ones i'm saying there's a bunch of like you know you know uh dopey oh yeah you know not watching the news being like peaceful protests
1: yes kamala absolutely. harris on the
0: other hand i bet she's sitting in like a situation room and she's like got a, like a you know a scowled face and she's like what are they doing these buildings Uh we want their votes whatever tell me what to tweet Yes. And she just goes for it.
1: I imagine that's exactly what she does. In fact, I imagine tell me what to do is a lot of what Kamala says, because I don't think she thinks a lot for herself. I, I think mean, that she's I think that she's constantly waiting for I messaging. Gotta,
0: no, you're, I, you're right. But I think it's unfair because Joe Biden is like joe biden isn't even able to carry out the commands he's given you know what i mean
1: i didn't say this was unique to her i just <laughs> no, said that she especially is really i I, I, get yeah, it, yeah. I get it
0: yeah but 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 uh, you know joe biden
1: yeah it's fair man what you, a dream team
0: did you see the clip from the, the joe biden presser he did earlier yeah where he was like it, it can you believe that in more than one year uh, with a hundred year uh, and i'm like what is he saying? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, dude. Ugh. Dude. Anyway, so to see this like epic gaslighting, man, you got to love it. Cernovich responded to her on June 1st, saying, "You are funding domestic terrorism." Uh huh. He got a thousand one hundred retweets. Yep. And someone replied a day ago, "This aged well."
1: Indeed, it did.
0: She did. Now we got a uh, a, a guy who was killed walking down the street. For those that haven't been following the story with um uh his his name was aaron danielson mm-hmm. Trump supporter walking down the street in Portland and it was targeted this uh this killing so I'm sure most of you know by now this story has been ridiculously massive and it's it's one of the things they asked Trump about in this press conference the the the, the woman from c n n said you know you want to condemn far left violence put out your own supporters the there were Trump supporters who had paintball guns and stuff like that Pepper Trump, spray pepper spray stuff. yeah bear that's what he said yeah. And Trump said, you know, you're paintball, like, look, if they're going to defend themselves from violence, it's very different from the bullets that were used to kill one of, you know, his supporters. Yeah. And it's true, man. Well, first, just just keeping it on Biden before we jump over to the uh, update on Aaron Danielson, we and we got we got, we got to talk about the, uh, the, you know, the information that came out from from a witness. Trump allies challenge Biden's tougher tone on riots. Note support for fund bailing out protesters. Hmm. Donald Trump is the most lawless president in American history," said Biden's spokesperson. The last thing I, I, I just want to mention on this, because when I saw that gaslighting, it really did shock me to my core. I was just like, the idea that Joe Biden can, for months, be like, look, fat, you know, su- support the, the protests, peaceful, you know, and Kamala Harris could be like, why don't everybody pitch in? and help, you know, bail out these protesters. (laughs) Like for her to tweet something like that and then do a complete 180 where now he's... It was specifically that he's saying Trump is promoting this when it was literally... Well, to be fair, I want to make sure I'm very careful in how I say this. Joe Biden did condemn the extreme violence several times. he did. And I respect that. Right. However, his staff has been supporting it and the underlying protests they've absolutely supported and almost exclusively these protests have devolved into some kind of chaos yep real peaceful protests have been rare here i've praised them every time they've happened and typically they don't get a lot of news coverage and people complain about it they're like Tim, why won't you talk about the fact that a thousand people marched with signs i'm like i did i said it was great yeah. and i and i said if, if they wanted to sit down and block the road i would never problem. it's civil disobedience it's great but that's not what happened like the, i i what do you, want to do you want me to like talk for a half an hour a bunch of people walk down the street waving signs it was great that's anyway, the problem with peaceful
1: now, protest it's boring there's nothing really to report. No one gets hurt. No one gets shot. People just demonstrate, and they are civilly disobedient sometimes, but it, but not it, even it, that.
0: It can generate positive press right? because it creates a story. The problem is they've escalated everything to a certain degree where, yeah, there's not a lot of news in people walking around waving signs, unless it's massive.
1: So when this first started, I was thinking that enough, if enough conservatives would get out and peacefully demonstrate that they could make a big difference. But I am not convinced anymore because what... What's the point to peacefully protesting? I, I mean, I, th- I, I think, need an argument here.
0: I think I think I saw something from Cernovich a moment ago where he was saying, "Stay home, make money, go vote." Yeah, and I think it's 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 smart because the biggest the, the thing right, right now that's going to really really mess up Trump supporters is retaliation. Yes. So this so so here's let's 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 go to this story. We got news: uh, Aaron J. Danielson died from gunshot wound to the chest. Medical examiner says. I mean, we all pretty much knew it. There's a few things that I really want to talk about here. And I want to get into that. Uh, there's, there's a tweet prior where they're trying to liken what's up going on to Nazi Germany, blaming Trump supporters for this. This is crazy. They're posting fake videos from a uh, they're real video. They're posting videos from someone else defending that crazy guy in Portland who slashed three people. Whoa. And they're claiming it was him. And it's not. Yeah. And it's a to, it's a top comment That's on dangerous. the Reddit post. They're saying that this guy was defending that murderer, dude. It's not true they're just lying that's what that, that's crazy to me and that's 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 part of what i was saying about how they like don't google search things they don't care i have to i have to I, I just at a certain point either we fire all these fake journalists or we just accept they're doing it on purpose
1: that's the only thing i can assume because every time i see something like that all it takes is 15 seconds of google searching and the right you know search term and i can come up with what i need
0: this is this is the funniest thing about like my job is that I, I get hit from, hit up, hit up by people who are like, you know, thank you for like doing the work and fact checking. I see reviews where they're like, it, you know, Tim always makes sure he has proper sources. I'm like, it's true. I do. And it's not hard.
1: It's possible. Yeah, it's not. I mean,
0: to be fair, I think I think it is fair to say I do know where to go to find breaking stories. Right. I do have a better assessment of like what's true. And I do, Uh, you know, a lot of people don't like this. They claim I don't do journalism when I'm literally verifying videos and fact-checking and finding the sources for photos and videos. And I won't report on stories if, you know, the sources are questionable. So it's true. But it's amazing to me that often, like, fact-checking a story requires, like, a Google search. I find a Twitter video. I find a corroborating tweet. And then I see a story in the New York Times. And their source is law enforcement. And I'm like, looks good to me. Yeah. But then these other journalists are just like, well, my grandma said that this guy was a Nazi, you know.
1: It's because they're working backwards. I'm fairly convinced at this point that they are starting from their conclusion and they're working back. And it doesn't matter what gets in the way. They're right. going to say whatever needs to be said to get to their conclusion.
0: That's, that's, that's the craziest thing to me. At, at a certain point, they've – they've come on, man. Uh, uh, the American people – if you want to pull the George Carlin thing when he said, imagine how stupid the average person is. Now Gosh. realize half of them, you know, half of them are stupider than that. Yep. Yeah, it's funny. George Carlin was a legend. Well, it's I true. love that guy. And it, right, right. I get the point. It's true. However, people aren't that stupid. Like Joe, for Joe Biden to come out and be like, Donald Trump, you're, Joe Biden literally said your supporters coming out and like intimidating, threatening people. And I'm like, D- do, do you think that? <sighs> All right, listen, maybe the bottom 10 percent of of intelligence are sitting there going like whoa those guys wearing all black and screaming black lives matter were white nationalist trump supporters that's crazy isn't that weird But well, come on that's got to be like that's like forrest gump wasn't even that dumb you know what i mean
1: those people who are saying that those people who are agreeing with that are also working backwards they have a conclusion the conclusion is orange mad bad I, whatever I, supports this
0: I i know i know i get it but like how do you have three months of footage of people screaming black lives matter and then joe biden goes listen those guys actually trump supporters and they just go like oh now uh, that's right they were trump supporters maybe
1: we maybe we esteem politicians too highly because i can't imagine someone else saying that and getting away with it
0: i guess i I maybe maybe he's counting on people who don't pay attention and they just see the headlines definitely
1: low information well
0: so here's the first thing I want to mention, right? Um, if you if you watched my earlier segments, then you, you know a little bit about this. But uh, the guy who was with Aaron Danielson, his name, they called him Jay. I guess his middle initial said that they were walking the other direction. When someone yelled, we got him right here. We got a couple right here. Pull it out here. Yeah, they turn around. Bang, bang. So it seems like these guys we now know, based on the witness, It was the far leftists who yelled, we got a couple right here. Yep. Pull it out. It wasn't them. And this guy, Aaron Danielson, turned around, and it does look like in this this really crappy, grainy video that he fires mace or whatever. The Mm -hmm. left is trying to claim that was self-defense, but based on the witness statement for now, it's the only statement we have, they turned around and saw a guy raising a gun to him, and so he went for his mace. And it's like... Man, maybe you see someone raising the weapon, but you don't know what to do. It's a, it's a, you have a quarter of a second to decide. Yeah, what are you saying? And so he mean? raised the mace and then took two to the chest. So this guy was targeted based on the witness statement. I'll tell you what. The people who are trying to argue that the far leftist guy was defending himself from mace, it's like, you're going to be hard-pressed to convince, based on that video, that you saw someone drawing mace and therefore you decided to end their life. You could, You could try and argue that I couldn't tell what it was. I saw him raising something at me, so I defended myself but it was almost the exact same time and they approached him yelling, we got a couple right here. Yeah,
1: how do you explain the audio?
0: And then he fled as fast as he could. Mm -hmm. So apparently, this this is crazy too, um, I guess his his sister is the one who uh, turned him in. We got this from the Daily Mail, Portland uh, Antifa protester, who is under investigation for shooting of Patriot Prayer Trump supporter uh, after being turned over to police by his own sister. So apparently, he was reported to police by his sister who recognized him in photos and videos from Saturday night. This was not, like, listen, the Trump supporters have a right to drive their cars around and, and say silly things. I that, That's just a fact. Of course. And so this is where it gets really, you know, uh, really frustrating in terms of the national narrative from the left. They're like, I saw a journalism professor. Her her name is Emily Bell. I know her. I, I, you know, I think she's a nice person. But she tweeted, you know, I had to call a family member scared because, you know, fake militias are invading our towns. I never thought I would see something like this. And then a bunch of other journalists are like, oh, I'm so scared. I hope you're safe. And I'm just my response was, yeah, I feel the same way. You know, I had to deal with that uh, several times when the riots were happening in Chicago with my family. You know, so the police definitely need to shut this down. But where 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 is this? Where's the outrage over the fact that for months these cities have been under siege? Were you not concerned about your family member when the far left was burning down buildings? Yeah, that's it's, it's, it's Portland. There's been riots going on in residential neighborhoods for months. They physically attacked women at her house. You didn't think to call your family member and be concerned then?
1: Maybe they think that they'll be left because they're special because they agree with their points of view. Like if you paint the right things on your wall, you'll be left alone.
0: I got to I just got to say it. I think journalists are really dumb people.
1: Uh, it's also possible. Yeah,
0: I do. So, and and the reason I think this is early on in the in the industry, I'm talking like a long, long time ago. And I guess it's it's, it's it journalism has been around for a really long time. You needed to you needed to know a lot to understand the world and create compelling information i think one of the reasons that like this show does well and you know i think one of the reasons probably a lot of people watch is because i do a lot of research all the time right and so i'm very quick to be able to cite or reference certain things and it allows me to make better predictions because i've seen a bunch of different things and i can see a lot of the variables today it's 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 super easy you don't want to these news organizations don't want to pay a lot of money so they hire some college kid for dirt The kid has no skills. And they're like, we don't care. Just write negative things about Trump and we're golden. Actually, Ryan Long. I was just thinking (laughs) of that. (laughs) So uh, Ryan Long, uh, the comedian, put out a new new segment. It was today, right? Yeah. Oh, man, it was so good. It's called, what what is it? It's like um, um, a news. When Trump leads. Yeah. What
1: what news is going to do when Trump leaves.
0: And it's a bunch of people sitting around all talking about their anti-Trump articles if he wins. But then it turns out he loses and Joe Biden wins and they're all cheering. And then it's like one month later and they're all sweaty, like, I I need something. What do we have? I got
1: nine shares on this article about the the vice president being a nice lady. She looks (laughs) good today. The press conference went smoothly.
0: And then uh, someone's like, I got an article about Trump. And he's like, no, Trump's lost. He's just a guy now. No one cares. And then he gets a text message saying, like, you know, they're shutting down your office and he just wanders off. But it really is true. So what happens when you get journalists who don't know how to do research and who don't care to do research. That's the big issue. They're not passionate about their jobs. They're lazy and they just want to get through the day. It, it, listen, when you've got an office full of people, like all these lefty journalists who are socialists or whatever, they all tend to be supporting this stuff. They don't want to work.
1: Right. They're the exactly. last thing they want to do.
0: They're like, I shouldn't have to work. They're like, we should have a four day work week.
1: Rent is it's fashion. like, Dude,
0: I work all day, every day, mm-hmm. not because I'm doing it because like, it's, it's, you know what, man, I don't know what they really want to do with their lives. Do they want to like just sit around and have team crumpets or something?
1: Probably. So this is something that I saw a little bit when I was working in nursing, too. There were people who were in the field that I was like, you shouldn't be doing this. You should not be here. You should find a different job.
0: Why? What were they doing? They
1: They were insensitive. They were impatient. They were really sometimes dishonest. And I was like, no, you shouldn't be doing this. You should not be in this field at all. And I feel like all these lazy journalists, like if you don't want to do research and if you're not interested in historical stuff that happened... This is not the right field for you find something else
0: you, you know what they want hmm. it's a quick path actually let, let me start over this is what I've, I've been talking about politicians they're not good enough at anything to become noteworthy so they're like if i can just tell people whatever it is they want to hear and i get elected then i'll have my name in the history books
1: and i will have yeah same mm-hmm. thing
0: with journalists yeah a lot of these people are narcissists who are like everyone should know my opinion and i shouldn't have to do any work for it blue check syndrome blue check syndrome mm-hmm. yeah I've seen a lot of uh, blue checks you know
1: they're famous
0: no no I was gonna say like the things they do the unethical things they do desperate for followers and retweets and everything and I'm just like I roll my eyes I'm like yeah really I've had people hit me up asking like how do you get more followers and I was like I don't know, <laughs> I don't just know. Do, do good work dude I, do, I was just like you know what I do I go on Twitter and I just like I say th- I just tweet things. I just I don't even know think about it I rarely uh, respond to people relative to what I post, and I just will like see an article and I'll be like, and I'll just like tweet it out. Mm -hmm. And that's it.
1: Well, this is interesting.
0: So, what what a lot of these journalists end up doing is like replying to people because they're like, you know, do the reply guy thing.
1: I don't like the idea of depending on someone else for your like engagement. Why would you not go out and talk to people on your own? This makes sense to me.
0: They're not good enough at anything to to actually earn followers.
1: I'm, I'm starting to agree. And I don't think they really have enough original thought to really be famous on Twitter on their own.
0: Look at these reply guys who will, like, whenever Trump tweets, they respond oh, immediately. But look at their their, their sole tweets. Like, go to their Twitter account and look at their just regular tweets and there's no engagement.
1: They're so... They're they're boring. Like, they don't have... They really don't have original thoughts that they tweet out. All they do is reply.
0: No, I mean, you know, even... Uh, what, what I mean is, they might tweet something at Trump like, you stink and you're orange. A million retweets. But then they'll tweet something like, yeah. I like a grilled cheese sandwich and it gets 10. Yeah. Showing whatever it is they're doing, they're getting little to no engagement. But I'll tell you what, man, some people are making insane amounts of money, like six figures. No joke. On Twitter? Yeah. From selling stuff. Oh, okay. And Donate to my Patreon, and here's my PayPal. Yeah, that's the that's the creepy game of Twitter. <laughs> pe- you know, pe- people need to realize this because I've, I've been ta- I've been looking at some of these activist threads, and it's you'll you'll see it. They'll post something like, "Can you believe our president is orange? Why is our president orange? Isn't that dumb?" And it's got a million retweets. The next tweet is, "Donate to my PayPal to support me." If they get a hundred million impressions on that, and they got that link, and they I mean, what they could probably get a couple grand. Yeah. I, I doubt they're actually getting anything near that. But if they get 50 bucks every time they do it, they're incentivized to to produce the most psychotic garbage imaginable. I don't like
1: monetizing that.
0: Yeah, I know. Well, they want them retweets. Let's talk about this right here. Check this out. So this is one of the replies to this, this, this tweet from Felicia Sanmez, who said, the DHS and DOJ are announcing a joint operation center to investigate violent left-wing civil unrest, Trump says. This is a screen grab with a hundred and two point seven thousand retweets. Oh, boy. I want to make sure you can see it right there. One oh two point seven K. He says the history of Nazis holding rallies in left wing areas of Weimar, Germany, instigating street fights and then telling the press that only they could save Germany from the violent communists seems like an important thing for people to be studying right now. Wow. Is that a gross mischaracterization of what's happening now and what happened back then? Do you know where Antifa comes from?
1: Tell me, Tim. From
0: Communist Germany. I'm sorry, from Weimar, Germany. It was the communist, uh, the German Communist Party, anti-fascist action, mm-hmm. or whatever it is. So what's really been going on, and we've talked about, I've talked about this quite a bit, going back to uh, the, like, the Battle of Berkeley several years ago. The far left is organizing extreme, uh, uh, they're targeting peaceful rallies. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people criticize these Trump supporters for going to left-wing areas and holding rallies. They didn't start any violence when in Berkeley, for instance, a bunch of Trump supporters went to the free speech plaza or whatever, because it was historical Berkeley, you know, uh, 1970s. And then Antifa showed up and started beating and attacking people, throwing explosives, pulling out knives, improvised explosives and things like that. And I'm like, okay, you no one made you attack these people like you didn't have to do that. They decided to do it anyway. And now they're claiming it's the Trump supporters who are bad here. But the important factor, the important difference who, which Which faction is going around demanding people salute them? With the, with with their arm outstretched in front of them?
1: Probably the they're, right-wingers, they're, since they're, they're Nazis.
0: The, the, who, who's got their right arm straight out in front of them and demand other people are doing it right now? Well, I you, get it. You, the, the only difference between the the, the Nazi salute and what Black Lives Matter is doing is they make a fist.
1: That's right. I was going to say, you see, that there's a huge difference because their fist is closed. Ah, It's yes. not straight ahead of them, and I'm not even going to imitate that.
0: So... We've seen the photos and videos. Mm -hmm. They go to diners. They harass and attack people. And then you get one Trump rally, one in Portland, okay, where they drove their trucks through. And then here it is. A hundred thousand retweets.
1: I knew this was going to happen.
0: That's why I think, you know, Cernovich said, stay home, make money and go vote. Absolutely. My thing is speak up. I, and we we I, we talked about this a few weeks ago, where I was saying, you know, defend like like old ladies defending a statue is better optics and everything. Yeah. But speaking up is the most important thing in, in your workplace, and I think it's. Re, you, I, I don't know if staying home is the right answer. I I don't know what the right answer is, but I'll tell you this: you drive your car with a Trump flag, and they will claim that militias are invading cities.
1: I saw today somebody compare it to ISIS. The trucks that drive through Iraq with ISIS flags in the yeah, back. Yeah, they cars. called it's it
0: like, van- okay. vanilla ISIS. Vanilla ISIS. It's like, well, um, it was Antifa that just executed a guy in the street.
1: I mean, that sounds a little ISIS-y if you ask yeah. me. Yeah, and the the, 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 I know?
0: the the horrifying thing about this, I was thinking about it. Are there are there any stories of Trump supporters just like a dude in a MAGA hat like walking up and executing a leftist or anything like that? No, nope. or even it-
1: no. And you know how I know? Because that would be front page international news for a month if that happened. Such a thing has not happened, and it won't happen. I don't. I pray not you know i'm really hoping nothing like that happens because now i'm terrified of what happens if something if a group like pa- uh, patriot prayer decides to try to retaliate i'm worried
0: or if patriot prayer doesn't retire like okay if patriot prayer decides to do a march yeah that's it that's yep. the, the then you're gonna have all of these democrat operatives and the press sitting in their chairs salivating like you step on a twig and we are going to write a front page story claiming you did horrifying things.
1: Tim, they're having one on the 26th. Oh, yeah, That's so such a bad idea. Yeah.
0: I, Here's the challenge. Do we tell them you are not like, do not go out and express yourselves under the First Amendment? I, I know.
1: That makes me mad. And
0: that's what the left wants. They can create this circumstance. The, I, I should say the far left, these extremists. They want to create a circumstance where the right knows that if they step out of line in any way and they come out, they'll start the fight and the press will defend the extremists.
1: This is kind of clever because you're not actually saying you cannot come out. You're not actually saying you may not speak. You're telling them that if they do, they'll suffer for it. But right. they're not actually they're not overtly saying it's all very covert. And of course, because the media has their back, it's going to work.
0: That's tr- that's tough. You know, like. uh Again, I want to be careful when I I say this. I I think it was Mike Cernovich who said, stay home, make money, vote, or whatever. I don't want to misattribute quotes to somebody who didn't say it, but someone tweeted it. I think it was Mike. The point is, man, that's tough. Uh, We all have rights. You know, we can go out and wave little flags if we want to. And getting attacked by Antifa, that's messed up that the media does this. Right. It's why I rag on them so much. Like, this whole episode is like me ragging on the media.
1: Well, yeah, of course, because the media controls what people think of the world way more than they should. We give them far more power and far more credit than we should. Well, I, so they need to be held to account. I, I was thinking and something to earlier
0: today, you know, that, that actually gave me hope. I think I think the, ma- the media class is on the verge of collapse entirely, even though we're seeing ratings go up and everything. We were joking just a moment ago about if Trump loses, like, they're wiped out. Right. And I feel like... That What we're seeing right now, even with Tucker Carlson, is Trump is inflating all media viewership. I think everything drops dramatically if Trump loses, but internet shows, particularly like this one, are going to survive and flourish. I was thinking about something, and I'm going uh, to, I think I mentioned this last week, but I was thinking about it again today, especially with Donald Trump tweeting, l- liking my tweet. Why didn't anybody ask me anything? Why didn't they talk to you about it? No one's asked anything about it. Something really funny happened. So apparently, uh, some people on Wikipedia have been complaining. My career stops at 2017. The media just stopped talking about me. Why is that? I don't know, and I think it's funny. My my, well, I have a general idea, and I know this may seem like I rarely talk about myself this directly, but in the past month, with YouTube, podcast, and Facebook, it's over a hundred million views Mm -hmm. across all of my, my my content. And uh, it's like you know, three hours and forty minutes a day of content. So it's it's kind of it's it's these are big numbers. Ap- apparently, uh, I'm getting hit by people. You know, Trump is liking my tweet. I'm getting a bunch of attention, and the media completely ignores everything about me. In fact, somebody tweeted about me saying something critical, and some other leftist replied, "Who? Like, Haha, right, who no one, no one cares yeah. who he is." There was a really funny tweet about a year ago or so, where some leftist journalist tweeted something like. Whatever happened to that Tim Pool guy? It's so sad. He was getting six figures working for these companies, and now he's got like a crappy little Patreon getting like a thousand bucks because I don't use Patreon. Right. They're just like sitting there. And then I'm just like, it's really amazing. And I think this, you know, when I reflect on myself and my work is a really good example of how broken the media is and why it's going to die. It's simple. If they had any idea what was actually going on outside of their mainstream bubble, their beltway bubble, the kind of conversations people were having, then they'd be like, What's up with this dude who's getting 100 million views a month
1: per month
0: who just got a like from the president? Instead, all these outlets that were talking about Trump liking my tweet were saying things like Trump liked a tweet, you know, from a user saying Kyle Rittenhouse is a good example of why I decided to vote for the president. They didn't stop to be like, this guy's got 650,000 followers and like, who is he? And look into me. None of that. Nothing at all.
1: So does this make you feel like super famous or super stealthy or kind of annoyed?
0: Neither it makes me feel like there's two realities happening and it's true like you look at CNN and man do they have no idea what's going on but how could it be that you know like right now fifty two thousand five hundred and forty one people watching live you guys are awesome Cheers, by the way thanks guys. Are, are, are watching live and you know having conversations talking about all this and they have no idea it's happening That's they, it, crazy. They, this is it this is it I don't think there is a silent majority no I think there's they're, they're like there's a a silent group of people that are scared to speak up sure but I think people are speaking up I think the mainstream media just is like there's like it is a circle of people all staring at each other's butts (laughs) and they're like it's like yo we're over here like are you watching what's happening your industry is collapsing so I, I guess the way I put it is the New York Times subscriber base is going up while every other news organization is collapsing giving this false idea to these journalists that they're doing better when they're actually going down the drain if they had any idea the conversations that were happening outside of the Beltway bubble among moderate, disaffected liberals, the politically homeless, and conservatives...
1: You mean everyone? Normal they'd be, people?
0: They'd be writing They'd be writing a lot more about this phenomenon. I had someone comment on a, a post of mine earlier about walk-away. And they were like, it's not real. It was a, a lefty guy. He's like, it's not real. People aren't walking away. There's no real data on it. And I was like, did you see all the C-SPAN phone calls? And his response was, you know, uh, he's like, That's not real data. Those are anecdotes. It means nothing. And I mentioned Axios actually wrote an article about this saying that Republicans are closing the gap with with registered voters, um, with Democrats, uh, over registered voters. And it's not because they're registering new voters. It's it's two big reasons. This is according to Axios. People are leaving the Democratic Party or they're switching parties, which is giving Republicans a boost and narrowing the gap between the two parties. I think that proves there is data. This is from Cook Political uh, Analysis or whatever. Walkaway is a real phenomenon.
1: I think the media is a little bit like Inspector Clouseau and the Pink Panther, who is really bumbling. And I feel like they're staring with their little um, magnifying glass. They're looking for clues, and they're looking in a dark corner. And everyone's <laughs> behind them, and they're like, what, what, are, what are they doing? We're, we're right here. But they're yeah. like, there's no one here. You guys are crazy. I don't know what you guys are talking about. There's no silent majority. It,
0: I, I think we're getting to the point, and I, you know, When you see Brian Stelter on CNN and he says something and you're just like, dude, do you have Google? Like, what is this? Because they all all get their news from Twitter and they all follow each other on Twitter. And there have been progressive journalism professors who said people have an unhealthy Twitter obsession and these journalists need to get off of it. I remember when there was a big trend where I, I think it was BuzzFeed. I'm not sure. They ordered their staff. Oh, no, no, no. It was like outline or something or dateline. I don't remember. They ordered their staff to not use Twitter for a week to like actually do journalism <laughs> you put this look on your face wow yeah yeah and i don't know How what happened with go? it i don't remember i don't know but it reminds me uh a bit of what the, the ryan long comedy sketch earlier yeah so if you haven't seen it you definitely got to see ryan long's comedy sketch but he in it he says there's like one guy stephen king and who else i don't know they're not on twitter anymore what am i Elizabeth supposed to do Milano. yeah, yeah those what am i supposed to do come up with an article out of thin air and then the it's, other guy is like, is there a template for like what people used to do?
1: Dude, Ryan nails a bunch of stuff. <laughs> He's like, what are these people going to do after Trump's gone? And he, on our show, he was, he was talking weird, about how yeah. they were going to like pack it up in a suitcase and just walk out into the ocean. I was like, <laughs> yeah, what are they supposed just to do? No slowly to into
0: the sunset yeah, and just, just walk under the water uh, and they're just
1: into the water and they're gone. I don't know,
0: dude. It's so weird because I, I, I look, you know, people have said the similar things to me. Clearly, I just rag on Democrats all the time, right? Therefore, once the political battle is over, what am I going to talk about? And I'm like, I'm going to go back to talking about the exact thing I was talking about because I was making content for the last several years. I have a video about cultural issues. I have a video, uh, like, I'm pretty sure it's still this way on my main channel, Timcast, Mm -hmm. that the default video is me talking about Jordan Peterson and cultural issues. I love that video. Nothing to do with politics. But politics became, like, the top-tier pop culture. And so I certainly jumped into the fray. I think we might we will see a couple things if Trump leaves there's a good likelihood they won't stop doing what they do they'll just replace Trump's name with something similar for they'll, sure they'll they'll find something they'll lie I mean you know maybe maybe I should take that back I think they're already squeezing like You know, it's, it's, you know, what is extra virgin olive oil is when they like get the first fresh drop and then, oh no, that's extra, extra, isn't it? Yeah, I don't, don't know. Basically, you got a dry withered husk of an olive (laughs) and they're like pounding it with a mouth like, give me something. There's, there's, or or, a better, better way to put it. They're scraping the bottle, they're scraping the bottom of the barrel so hard they're pulling up wood chips.
1: People started telling me, oh man, I'm seeing a bunch of wood chips lately. And I was like, oh, I know, right?
0: When they write a story like Vox did, where they said something like, what did they say? 40 million Americans have alt right ideas or something. Yeah. yeah, you Google that. Can you Google yeah. that? Something like that. It's clearly not true. And they're just like, well, uh white nationalists drink water and you know, 40 million Americans prefer water, therefore, did you find it
1: 11 million <laughs> Americans know, 11. think like alt right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So this is actually from a little while ago, but they're saying that millions and millions of white Americans are just thinking on on the same lines uh-huh. as the Yeah, that's you know, right. because they
0: like cats.
1: Yes, apparently. Oh, that's, gosh. That's,
0: that's literally the game they're playing. They're like, yeah. well, the white nationalists believe that we should have strong borders. Therefore, no. these people think like them. Dude, okay, I have okay. no
1: patience for that nonsense because it is possible to have. So what I notice a lot is just a, a tiny little grain of truth at the bottom of everything. And you can go the wrong way with it like white nationalists or you can be sane and reasonable about it like a normal person. But the fact that there is a, a common grain of truth they just run wild with it and it's nonsense.
0: Yeah. Well it's it's getting to the point where it's really difficult to actually cover anything. So for instance, there there have been several stories that I know to be true and have fact checked, but NewsGuard, the third party fact checking source, will give it like, no, this is a bad source. And then you'll get I like, actually here's a really good example. Take a look at this story from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. It's one of the first stories we highlighted. Oh yeah. Trump mischaracterizes Kenosha protest shootings, defends Rittenhouse. Okay. They got three journalists on this one claiming that because Trump said Rittenhouse was attacked and he may have been killed, he's mischaracterizing it. I mean, that's an opinion. Yeah. Does it say opinion on here?
1: It does not. It says Mm, elections. Nope.
0: It doesn't say an opinion anywhere. Hmm. So this is an opinion story. Whether or not he mischaracterized it, they're asserting it as a fact. Well, of course, NewsGuard says the only strike they get is for not disclosing financing.
1: Not failing to differentiate fact from opinion. That's fine. Yeah, it looks fine.
0: Now, to be fair... I guess they could argue it was just one time they did this. Media Matters for America, which is writes conspiracy theories and lies all day, is green. It's like good to go.
1: Seriously? Yeah.
0: So we're we're coming to a point where... This is is the point I'm trying to make, okay? So look, I wasn't trying to toot my own horn when I was talking about my viewership. The point I'm trying to make is if people on Wikipedia are saying things like, Tim Pool's career stopped at 2017... And there's no new information about him at all on anything he's done yet, like since he left Fusion. How do we update this? And, like, apparently people are saying things about, I recently came out in support of Trump, therefore they should add it. And they're like, there's no articles about this. Nobody cares. I love it. Could you imagine what would... Like, remember, remember when Joe Rogan said he would rather vote for Trump over Biden, not even committed? Right. And it was like every paper ever wrote about it?
1: Yes, there are it's articles so about weird. that. Yeah.
0: It's so weird. You know, you know why? I think because these people still like they use itunes Mm -hmm. so when they open the app they see joe rogan so they know it right but they're not attuned to what's going on with the internet and regular people and where they're consuming news in digital ways so they have no idea that conversations like this happen every single day to i think what we're at what's three to three to 3.5 million viewers per day across across all my content and the media isn't talking about it
1: and that, that is kind of a self, uh, self-fulfilling self prophecy because I think to them, if an article is not written about something that happens, it didn't happen, which is so really interesting. the best part,
0: I tweeted this. Oh, actually, maybe I didn't tweet it. Maybe I was like about to and I deleted it. How is Wikipedia supposed to function as an encyclopedia if the only criteria for, for uh, um, recording important historical information is that some 22-year-old you know college grad who makes 30,000 a year has to blog about it?
1: That's a great question.
0: Certainly it is of merit that, you know, like the work I do and over the past several years, but the journalists don't know what's happening. So again, I'm not trying to humble or anything. I mean it sincerely. The point I'm trying to bring up is that there's a substantial audience here. The media has no idea it's happening while their ship is sinking. We are all on a ship sailing towards golden shores and, and rainbows and, you know, People are having pina colada and they're singing and their ship is headed towards the waterfall and they're going full speed ahead. I think there's land that way. And we're like, what are they doing? They're going the wrong way. It's like blockbuster video, man. Yeah, man. Netflix.
1: Yeah. Well, they've simultaneously gotten bigger and bigger heads as they've engaged on social media and gotten more and more followers. At the same time, their quality is decreasing as they're outsourcing and they forget you know, how to... Google things and how to research things and how to actually do investigative journalism Like the guy who did the piece for the New York Times. I think it was Christian whatever his last yeah. name was that was did, impressive did, I was like he actually he used to work for um Sorry, he used to work for Bellingcat and he actually did investigative journalism So he actually knows what it's like to get, the, get to out to do research. The well, I mean that, the research. that's yeah. good They hired him
0: right and now he's got a factual piece of video like I looked at all the videos too. I saw similar things and I saw some journalists bring up these things. But so long as you have many of these underpaid, low quality, fake news, what what do we call them? What do you call them? Activists. Yeah. Then well, you're going to get bad information. They're
1: basically like interns, kind of, because you're like saying like the 22 year old who writes about B- Brad Pitt's junk for, you know, $50,000 a year. <laughs> like that's. that's <laughs> no, 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 that's, not, not,
0: not the intern. Not the intern. I no, got like 10 bucks an hour. Oh, OK, OK, yeah.
1: then just activists. Well, they um, they lower the quality at the same time that journalists are getting to feel more and more important because they have fake followers on social media because they reply to Trump. And it's like, something's wrong there. That's a bubble. It's got to burst or to
0: each other. You know, I I noticed this, too. They prop up their friends to give them followings. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the issues. I think one of the easiest ways to explain it, actually, if you have one person and they have one hundred thousand followers and that one person says, hey, everybody follow Jim. Right. Then Jim gets 60,000 followers. Mm -hmm. Then Jim says, hey, everybody follow Bill. And then Bill gets 40,000 followers. That's still part of the same group of a hundred thousand from the first journalist.
1: Yeah, that's something that I think about. I'm like, if someone recommends me followers, I'm not really getting new followers. I'm just we're just kind of sharing followers. Exactly. Now. Like that's not really an improvement. I don't really. Care so this about.
0: is actually uh, a clever tactic that uh, I won't name the business, but uh, tip, business what, what, model. So what you can do is you can duplicate your follower count for advertisers by creating new accounts and having people follow multiple accounts of yours. Hmm. So. You create a Twitter account, you get 100,000 followers, you create a second account, and you say, hey, everybody, follow me on this account, too. Ah. Then you can then you can say, I have 150,000 followers. They imagine 150,000 people standing around when, in fact, it's the same 100,000. But you do that 10 times, and you have a network now, and you say, our network has over a million followers, and it's actually the same 100,000 just following a bunch of different accounts. You're gaming it. I mean, it's clever. It's not technically uh, a lie, But it's not it's not completely honest. So if you want to lead people to assume things. Anyway, the point I'm bringing up is these journalists probably have a much smaller user base than they realize. But they see all these journals, all these followers and think that they're big when in reality it's like, you know, smaller group between them. Maybe not. Maybe you know it's it's a larger group, but I think that still is a big uh, plays a big role in this.
1: Well, I think that's part of having a bubble in the first place is following the same journalists and having the same ideas and kicking the same things around and retweeting to the same people and getting those you know retweets and comments and everything. It's just. Oh, it's how so how do you tiresome.
0: how you break people out of this bubble is is the hardest question i guess you got to pop it no you can't i know so uh like we 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 we've really dived into a lot of the Kyle Rittenhouse stuff today and right. like Trump's answers there's nothing i could say to my progressive SAW friends to convince them that they're wrong literally nothing i could send them a video and be like here's him being attacked and they go i don't care
1: i i don't know what to do about that it's ignorance and apathy they don't care and they don't know and how are you supposed to change whether someone cares about something
0: you know Carlin Borisenko I pronounced her name right right yeah Carlin yeah count your name right Carlin we're trying yeah uh she tweeted something like I thought Tim Cass was being hyperbolic when he talked about Civil war after seeing what's what's it rep uh, Val Demings I think her name was mm-hmm, say this yeah. is just what happens you know the guy gets shot in Portland
1: part and parcel baby
0: yeah might mm-hmm. may as well have just pulled a city con That she was like, I guess, something, paraphrasing basically that she thought I was being hyperbolic. And it turns out I probably wasn't. When uh, a year ago, one year ago, I had some people over to my house, some video producers. And they were talking to me about potential projects and, you know, what they wanted to focus on. And I told them, here's what's going to happen in the next year. And here's what you need to understand. And I'm not kidding when I say I predicted the BLM riots 100%. They didn't believe me. They were like, that's ridiculous. That's, that's crazy. crazy. And But but my prediction was based on the fact that it already happened in 2013, 2014, 2015. I wasn't just making up random things like, ooh, and then riots will happen over racial issues. Ooh, you're
1: looking at your crystal ball again, huh? I was
0: like, this is what's going to happen next. It's going to be crazy. And I'm like, it's going to get bad and people are going to die. And they're like, this is nuts. And I'm like, I, I, it's going to be some kind of civil war. I don't know. You can call it whatever you want. It's not going to be the way we imagine civil war, but I don't know what, you, what else you call it.
1: So do you think Obama made it worse?
0: Definitely. How so? Uh, he so w- when it came to Trayvon Martin, like the story between Trayvon and Zimmerman is extremely complicated. Right. And Trayvon for, uh, Zimmerman, for instance, is Hispanic. Mm-hmm. He was like a, a, a white Hispanic guy.
1: So is Kyle.
0: Kyle. Oh yeah. Kyle Rittenhouse, Rittenhouse, he's right. also Hispanic. But you know Barack Obama's whole uh, perspective on it was the left wing perspective. If I had a kid, he'd look like Trayvon. Uh huh. Instead of calling for unity and saying. You know we need to understand sometimes these circumstances are tragic, unfortunate, and violence and death happens, and that's why we need to make sure this doesn't happen, and we need to we need to expand beyond the people while respecting those who lost their lives, calling for justice. Recognize this is a, a systemic issue that needs to be solved. And what I mean what I what I mean by systemic is like in the instance of Breonna Taylor, it's not about racism, it's about no knock warrants. Right. So Rand Paul says, hey, none of these, and I understand some people have some you know good reasons for no knock warrants. I. Prefer no, I think they have to announce themselves and they can make a perimeter, and there's, there's, you, you can't because people have a right to defend themselves too, Absolutely. and you're creating a circumstance to put potentially innocent people in harm's way. So that's that. That's one of the things he could have done. But more importantly, it was Obama and Biden during all of that stuff. They took they they consistently took the left wing view of everything. The right was bad, of course it was. The National Guard was deployed to Ferguson. They. You know, they, they sent out police very much so under Obama's watch. Racial tensions ex- escalated, particularly with Black Lives Matter.
1: See, see, people have a hard time believing me when I tell them that. I'm like, I really think that Obama did more to undermine race relations in this country than you could possibly imagine that the fa- first black president would. And people are like, are you crazy? But I, I don't
0: think it's that much, though. You don't think it was? Like, like OK, so listen, he, he, uh, off the top of my head, it's the thing he mentioned. If right. I had a kid, Trayvon, and it's very Baltimore
1: much. and Ferguson and stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't think it's Trump's. Uh, I don't think it's Trump's fault, and I don't think it was Obama's fault. I think there is definitely things that Trump and Obama said or did that contribute. They're the president, of course, but I think the fault of these issues, for the most part, lands in localities. It lands in the media, and for the most part, the media and the activists.
1: Okay, but do you think that because the media was entirely in Obama's pocket? Do you think that they gave him more credence than he might have even necessarily deserved when he was saying his race basis? Absolutely. Yeah, way more than they did Trump.
0: because they go after Trump, they fan the flames of this. The media, in my opinion, is the biggest player here. And I think social media as well. For instance, Cassandra Fairbanks got suspended from Twitter. She's a conservative journalist because she tweeted that Kyle Rittenhouse did nothing wrong. Right. They suspended her for an opinion over an individual who has not been convicted. Mm Mm-hmm yet antifa is actively organizing on the platform right social media is to blame media in general is to blame and they go hand in hand these fake news journalists defend censorship they say but it's they 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 lie oh the lies man cassandra fairbanks gets suspended and they say there's no bias against conservatives it's like well, well hold on antifa is on the platform saying hey everyone we're meeting here bring sticks Right. Like, okay, I'm exaggerating. But they'll be like, bring supplies to help defend, you know, the the the, the 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 community. That's okay.
1: So I would say that the media wields even more power than any, almost any politician.
0: Yes, absolutely. How is that okay? It's not okay. Well, it's it's not so much whether it's okay or it's not okay. The issue is there's they're unchecked. Right. And anybody who dares challenge them, they smear. I mean, I'm not going to get into it, but Gamergate, for instance, oh, yeah. was very like, from from my view of what it was, and I probably don't know a whole lot about it, you get a bunch of people saying, hey, these journalists are taking money from the advertisers, and then they're writing bunk articles. And the next day, they're like, a bunch of white supremacists are harassing us.
1: Uh-huh. Weird, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's yep. crazy. So, I,
0: look, I am I I already know that even bringing it up, I'm going to get a bunch of people being like, here's what really happened. Oh, and the left is being like, how dare you defend? They still, they still talk about Gamergate. The left still says, like... Trump is the gamergate president or whatever. And it's like, you know what, you know what's funny? Um, who was it who tweeted this? I think it was Oliver Darcy mm-hmm. claiming that the, the the right defending Rittenhouse is like the definition of uh radicalization. Yes. Was that that was him, that right? That was him. So he's cnn guy for Sunday morning. And I'm just like, okay, let's play a game. Let's uh define radicalization. How about do this? Can you can you Google yeah, search Google the word? Right we're, gonna, we're gonna play a game. Define okay radicalization. Yeah. Just Google radicalization's you can't spell definition. It. What does Google say?
1: Okay, it says the action or process of causing someone to adopt radical positions on political or social issues. Wait, this sounds like... Okay, go on. What were you going to say?
0: So uh, radicalization. That's the name of the game. All right. Mm -hmm. Is it radical to suggest border security? Nope. No, because the Democrats were in favor of it a decade ago. I mean, even Hillary Clinton in the past election cycle was saying we needed some kind of border security. Okay, okay. Is it radical to uh, suggest that we should bolster the economy, bring factories back, and, and help the middle class get jobs?
1: Absolutely not. Hmm,
0: okay. Uh, I don't know. What, what else do we got? Is it is it uh, radical to suggest that the United States should be able to defend itself and that its allies should pay their fair share towards uh, defense spending when we send our troops over to their
1: no it seems fair
0: yeah because we've been doing it for decades right. oh, okay is it radical to suggest we should remove our troops from the middle east and from other unnecessary endless wars absolutely not <laughs> no because the left has been calling for it yep. for decades Up okay. until
1: trump called for it
0: is it radical to suggest that we should overhaul and abolish our private health care system and replace it with pure government spending yes that's completely that's radical insanity. that's an over like okay maybe we can work to, is it radical to suggest we should build trains and uh phase out airplane air, air travel and ban all f- uh, fossil fuels.
1: So, yes. Hmm. Yes, because radical if if we got into the we got into the definite uh, definition of radicalization. Yeah. But the word radical, the root word, especially of a change or action relating to or affecting fun- the fundamental nature of something, far-reaching or thorough. Okay. So, yes, the whole planes changing it, things would is be Is it
0: is it radical to suggest we should decriminalize border crossings? Yeah. Is it radical to suggest that we should no longer deport people who enter the country illegally. Yeah, these are these things are all radical compared to where America's been for the past two hundred years,
1: and that is far-reaching. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: So obviously, we can go back in time and talk about, you know, they they like to make these arguments about when citizenship became a thing and when borders became a thing, and they became things. And as far as I, as far as uh, as long as I've existed in this country, we've had border security and border patrol and immigration services. It is radical to me as a regular American to be told. Abolish private health care, which is literally what Bernie said. I'm not exaggerating. The Green New Deal banning fossil fuels and a moratorium on deportations and decriminalizing border crossings and providing universal health care to non-citizens. I'm like, that's psychotic. Yes. You you want to inch towards this stuff? I'll be like, OK, concessions can be made. But to be like, right. wait, What do you got?
1: So this is, okay, yeah, I'll I'll let you finish what you're thinking, but Heather Hang made this point a while ago, and this is something that Jordan Peterson talked about a little bit. You don't fool with something that's been in place for a very long time unless you have an extremely good reason for doing so. Because things are in place often for a reason. I'm not talking about flaws in our society like racism and sexism and all that stuff. I'm talking about things like borders. Things that every single country in the world has. You mess with those kinds of things, you mess with the nuclear you mess with the family at your own peril. These are things that you definitely do not understand, you do not understand the implications of what you're trying to do. And when you do radical things, that's exactly what you're doing. And I know without a doubt by looking at people like AOC that they're not thinking past stage one.
0: This is why it's it's fascinating to watch Joe Biden. When I think he said something today, do I look like a dirty social? What what did he say?
1: Do I look like a radical, like a radical socialist socialist or whatever?
0: It's like, I got to be honest, Joe. Yes. a little bit. I I said earlier, no. And, And let me make sure I can clarify this. No, in the sense that Joe Biden looks like a crotchety old man who has no idea what's going on. He looks weak. You're right. But, but, you know, I was thinking about it. In terms of the conversation of radicalization, I mean, Joe Biden has agreed to a lot of Bernie's proposals, not all of them. He's not far left enough, but that's radical to regular Americans, right? I mean, it's mind blowing to me. I think I think Kamala actually walked this back. They said, like, who would be in favor of abolishing private health care? She raised her hand, right? I remember that in the initial in the early debates. And then she issued a public statement like later that day or night or saying, oh, actually, no, I don't want to do that. I remember this. It's radical to say you want to abolish private health care. It is radical to say you want to defund the defund the police. It is particularly radical for The New York Times to publish an article saying, yes, we mean abolish the police. So who are the radicals? It's the left. So it's no surprise to go back to what I was saying, that we can have these conversations, that we can get tremendous viewership, not just me, but many other uh, uh, channels. And the media has no idea it's happening because they're in the radical bubble to them. Trump is far right because they're far left. Whereas Trump's actually a moderate relative to American policy. Yep. They've radicalized themselves. And, you know, it's it's really sad. I I was talking to a friend and his first foray into the actual through the fire, like the the outside. What 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 can we call this? Basically, I think it was Breitbart who said this. Walk through the fire. Yep. On the other side, there's freedom. Yeah, Andrew Breitbart. Yeah. And so there are people who are still on the other side scared and they've not seen outside. They have not seen the freedom and they have not seen what's actually going on. And then as soon as they peek their head out, they're like, ah, what's happening? It's scary. It's cold. And where am I? And it's like, Change. you're on the beach, dude. Yeah. You're, we're chilling. You're on your own now. They like being in that in, in that cave, surrounded, you know, being told what to do, told what to think. I, I imagine it this way. All of these people are sitting in a cave, and there's one person in the front of that cave telling them, here's what's happening outside. Trust us, there's fire. It'll burn you. Plato's but cave?
1: We'll, kind of. So, but, yeah, yeah, I think that's what it is.
0: Is it Plato's? I think it is. But the general idea is, a bunch of people are being told if you go outside the fire will burn you, don't do it. Just trust us and we'll tell you and then, you know, do work for us.
1: It's easy, it's safe.
0: And well, it's it's I mean, if you trust people it makes sense. If you grew up with someone, you know, always there for you and they told you if you go outside you'll die because the air is poison and then you grow up and finally go outside you, and you discover the air's not poison, then, you know, Rick and Morty reference by the way, <laughs> then you're like my whole life is a lie. What's happening? And you might have like a you know, uh, 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 what's the right word? You might have a, an intense reaction.
1: You'll have an existential crisis for sure.
0: Yeah. So a lot of people who go through this, you know, they probably resist it. It's like we, when we were talking to brandon Strock from Walkaway, and he said that he did all this research, and he was willing to let it all go, if Rachel Maddow produced some hard evidence against Trump. Like he had watched all these videos, he had seen that they were lying about Trump, and then Rachel Maddow said, "I got his tax return." He's like, "Okay, I will ignore everything I read." If she has something,
1: that was such an insight because yeah. it was like I understand that feeling because I've I've made some hard changes in my own thinking and I've been like you know what it would be easier if this weren't true, I right. would like this to not be true, but it is.
0: I I I I totally get that. I because I think about this, but I guess you know what my, one of my advantages is is a bit of like existential nihilism in a sense where I feel like. You should go through life with a smile on your face because – I actually, you know what? I wonder if this is kind of like faith in a sense where it's like I feel that there is a plan, a purpose, that the world is – the world is what it is. You're not – no one – you deserve nothing. Right. You, you can work hard and then a rock can fall on your head and kill you. Yeah. You know? So I go through life under the – under the like this view. I've, I've, I've often thought about like if my channels got banned.
1: Right. I'd just, oh, yeah. I know. You think about that all the time.
0: And I would just laugh and I'd be like, well – What can you do about it? And I think this comes from, you know, when I was younger, I remember my dad telling me if he was telling me about uh, about the Great Depression and how people were killing themselves because they lost all their money in the stock market and stuff. And I was like, why would they do that? And he's like, if you made a million bucks and lost it overnight, you'd be angry too. And I'm, no, I wouldn't. I'd be like, wow, I had a million bucks. How about that? Well, what do I have to do now to get what I need? If you go through life with that kind of view, then you're not going to be this negative, angry person who's refusing to accept reality right so here's the ultimate point i'm trying to make when i see news and it's like you know donald trump did a bad thing because the orange man is bad my reaction isn't like how dare they lie about trump i go like i wonder if this one's true right probably isn't but i'm gonna read it anyway and I go, oh, and there we go it's not true yep. so I, I i definitely develop a bias in the sense where it's like the media lies so much i just can't give them the benefit of the doubt. But if something bad came out uh, you know, about Trump or Trump supporters, I'd just be like, uh-huh. I just don't care. You, you you can't expect that your tribe is perfect. You can't expect the world is perfect. You can work as hard as you want. And while, while I do believe meritocracy is the best way to go about you know, uh, building functioning systems, you could be the greatest guy in the world doing all the hardest work in the world, and then someone could walk up and just like crack you over the head with a bat and you're gone. Yep. So it's just you, you, you live your life day to day and you accept that there's ups and there's downs. If bad news comes out, many people refuse to accept it, I think, because they're scared. The su- survivability is an issue.
1: I don't know if you've ever read the poem that's called If by Rudyard Kipling.
0: Nope.
1: He talks about, um, he says, if you can uh, if you can talk with crowds and keep your virtue or walk with kings and not lose the common touch, if neither fo- foes nor loving friends can hurt you, if all men count with you, but none too much, you're basically, this is what makes you a man of character. If you look at people and you're like, you know what? It doesn't matter what they do to me. This is a stoic teaching at this point. It doesn't matter what they do to me. It only matters what I do and whether I make something of myself. And if I lose everything, so what? That's the way it is sometimes. And and, and that's probably the most well-rounded philosophy you can have when you're looking at this crazy world that's currently on fire and insane.
0: Like, yeah. what else are you
1: supposed to do? Be a little bit nihilistic, care about the people around you, do the best you can and look for truth. Like, I- what's better?
0: I think I got lucky. I had good parents.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. Because I remember uh,
0: I I was late for school once because we lived on the south side of Chicago and there's trains that go through the south side and the trains, man, wow, they're long. You ever ever waited a train and it's like the freight and you like turn your engine off on your car because you're like, oh, I'm going to be here for 20 minutes. Right. And so I remember going to school and the train blocked me and I I was late. And then I was like, you know, I I come home and my dad was like, you know, I was like, oh, I was late. You got to sign a form or something. I can't remember exactly what, what we used to do back then. But he was like, well... He's like, this is your fault. Like, why, would, why why were you late? And I was like, it wasn't my fault. There was a train. And he goes, you knew the train tracks were there. Right. It was your fault. If you know the tracks are there and you know the trains are there, then you need to prepare for the trains. And I was like, oh, yeah.
1: That's true, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess you're right. I
0: can't change the train schedules. Right. And I knew the trains come through in the mornings. I should have properly planned ahead.
1: I used to drive with people who would get mad at red lights. <laughs> they were like well the light would turn green and they were like why are not we moving yet I'm like because the car in front of you isn't moving yet and yeah. there is nothing you can do about that but you can wait until that car starts moving Man. and then you can go and it's great
0: that's that's really it. it's like it's
1: like running into a wall what, what, what does
0: this remind me of you need to let go you need to it's it's what, what, what am I thinking of I was thinking it's like some some uh, martial arts movie where it's explaining like going with the flow and having the plot like like you're, you're in a river you know, and it's you're you're flowing downstream and you can try and resist it or you can steer yourself and use that speed and control it. A better way to explain it is I can't control the wind, but I can't adjust my sails. Exactly. Stop getting so mad all the time. Right. You know? Exactly. I think I think if you chill and a lot of these people aren't, this is why they have these 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 crises of, of character when news comes out about Trump. It's also why I think we're experiencing what we are with the, with Trump derangement syndrome media. People can't accept in their world, Trump is the evil bad man. Mm-hmm. Therefore, no matter what happens, they view it through the lens of Trump being the evil bad man. And so what ends up happening is they develop. It's it's almost amazing how their brains are put, stitched together at this point, because it's kind of like if you took, I don't know, a, a motor scooter and duct taped it to uh, a car and then put like bike pedals on it you wouldn't expect to be able to drive you're like what is this like how do you actually make it move yeah but they've somehow stitched together these broken reality like frankenstein thing this frankenstein worldview mm-hmm. and turned it into some kind of functioning system where they can still live breathe and eat and but what, what, what i mean to say you know because it is a bit silly but you'll simultaneously be like trump is inciting violence why won't he stop this how dare he send out police to stop this yep like, how do you have that in your brain at the exact same time?
1: I tweeted this earlier. I said 2020 is a year of why won't this fascist dictator send troops to stop this peaceful <laughs> rioting or something?
0: Or why won't this fascist dictator seize all our guns?
1: Exactly. Or
0: here's an article about a woman uh, Here's an interview with a woman uh, who wrote a book called In Defense of Looting. By the way, the looting is Trump's fault.
1: By the way, it's not <laughs> happening at all. And it's entirely peaceful. It's great. I love to see right, it. Right.
0: Wow. That, that 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 reminds me of that David Firth uh the, the, the News Hasn't Happened Yet segments. Yeah. If you guys haven't seen David Firth stuff, he's you really got to watch it because the dude's a genius. Weird. But, but yeah, yeah, he has a segment called The News Hasn't Happened Yet. And that so reminds me of it. It's like, the riots are peaceful. The fires aren't really that bad. Protesters burning down buildings are also peaceful. Trump is inciting this. He didn't actually say anything to incite it. And he's sending out troops because he's a fascist. But the troops actually aren't there. And looting is actually a good thing. Yes. All of
1: these things. No one sees any issue with this at all, except maybe us.
0: It's, you know, so I guess the way I put it, though, it has to actually be the most negative interpretation. Always. Right. Trump is Trump. Trump's trying to send out Gestapo secret police to round up protesters while he's inciting the violence. And he won't stop the violence because it's Trump's America. And looting is good because the protesters are doing it. And it's reparations.
1: You know, what's funny to me is if you sat them down and you asked them to explain what they were thinking, you know, they wouldn't be able to. And that baffles me. How do you go through life without being able to explain what you think?
0: Well, well, here it is, right? Yeah. There. Are, how do you break people out of this this broken worldview?
1: There's nothing have, to break them into.
0: Well, no, no, there is. Like to to get them out and show them. Like, so I was talking to a friend of mine who was very much like experiencing their first time through the flames, and I sent him an article, and they're like, "Huh?" Hmm. And you can clearly see when people are starting to realize, like, wait a minute, like, what is what is this all about? The things I was reading before said this that the orange man is bad and I'm like here's a video watch the video just watch Trump speak one time this, I've, I've mentioned this several times but having gone to Trump's rallies early on I think inoculated me from Trump yeah. derangement syndrome because it changed my assumptions I met Trump supporters immediately I watched Trump speak immediately and then when I saw stuff in the news I was like hey he didn't say that or well, whatever you yeah. Know? And but I was working for companies experiencing them. Why? So, you know,
1: that's great. Yeah. Yeah. I always tell people, if you think that, you know, what the media is doing, you should just watch Trump speak and then watch what they say about it. Because I always kind of place my bets. I'm like, which way are they going to go with this? Are they going to go two different ways? Different outlets are going to say different things about the same thing that was <laughs> they, said. they do. They do. They totally do. Let, it's great. The, every do, time.
0: Do you see the uh, let me see if I can find it. It's, a, it's an old Instagram post where uh it wasn't i i didn't put this tweet together but i wasn't able to properly attribute the photo because it was put together by someone with a very offensive name that would get me banned from instagram oh, okay so i was like i don't know i can't even say the name because it's going to result in like getting banned. but check this out oh yeah so this is a a, a post i put on instagram and I, I i think i think i mentioned this i don't know whatever but anyway you've got two screens this is amazing this is in a gym on the left you've got cbs sondland confirms a quid pro quo this is in reference to gordon sondland testifying about donald trump and ukraine on the right is fox news quote i want nothing sondland confirms trump told him no quid pro quo you quite literally have two different news outlets reporting two different things being confirmed
1: they have the same image on the screen yep they have well it's
0: it's exactly yeah so here's what I said. I said uh, two different two different realities, and it's impossible to convince people what's true, but I'll try anyway. Sondland did not confirm quid pro quo. He stated that he presumed there was one, but received no direct orders and heard nothing of this from any other staffer. He did confirm that Donald Trump said, I want nothing. Sondland's testimony of a presumed quid pro quo was contradicted by two other officials. Trump confirmed the I want nothing call. Maybe that's journalism, you know?
1: To offer differing viewpoints?
0: No, 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 no. To actually do what I just did and say straight up. Yeah. You've got these two screens. Fox News was correct. CBS lied.
1: Right. So just pick which is That's right. crazy,
0: man. And so what happens is when you have this for four years and people build a worldview off of this. You can't change that because they'll go insane. They'll have, a, they'll have a nervous breakdown.
1: Well, that's what I mean. There's nothing to pop them out of. Like, there's nothing to, to, to pop them into, out of their little bubble. Where do you go from there? They've been building this for years, and there's, there's nothing. And if you sit them, that's what I mean. If you sit them down and ask them to explain what they're thinking, they have nothing.
0: This feels like a grand experiment in, like, mass uh, um, delusional, uh, m- mass, like, media-induced paranoid delusional complexes yeah, it's or working whatever great yeah like w- that woman we talked about last week where she's like trump is an autocrat trying to take over and yeah. putin's helping him it's like dude you're
1: crazy go watch a movie or something
0: yeah that's crazy like how about donald trump is a you know kind of a pompous the flawed president yeah getting <laughs> stuff done yeah 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 i uh seth mcfarlane tweeted something about voting for biden and i was just thinking to myself like there's no way he really means this Seth, is smart. he's a smart guy. He's got 14 Obviously, million followers. Yeah. Does he, like, it's just a game to him? He's like, well, you yeah, know, Trump is bad. Vote for Biden. I'm like, nobody who's paying attention thinks that Biden is better than Trump. Nobody's paying attention. The people who are wrapped up in bubble world where they're watching fake news certainly think Trump is like a demon from outer space who, or like, you know, the child of a demon and an alien or something, mm-hmm. trying to eat human beings mm-hmm. and destroy the planet. He's an autocrat. Yeah. And, you know, he's responsible for... The, the riots while refusing to do anything, whatever. I, I don't think any sane person who watches real news and does research is thinking Biden makes more sense. The dude just did like his first rally in what, like 100 days or some ridiculous yeah. number, and he couldn't speak properly. And it's, and it's remarkable. You turn on CNN and they're like, Trump supporters, for some reason, think Biden can't speak. And I'm like, have you watched his rallies? Nobody is suggesting that the entire hour he spoke was him just like teeth falling out. I mean, but he gaffs, yeah, all the time. Yeah, that one wasn't a gaff, dude. When he was like, "Can you believe in a year we had, you know, a hundred year? It's you know, we we had more deaths in a hundred years than a year." And I'm like, I don't know what you're trying to say, dude. I'm
1: telling you, man, nursing home flashbacks.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's really sad, man. It's too bad. Well, I don't know what to. I ex- don't. I don't know. I don't know what we do other than maybe we do just stay home, make money, and uh, and vote.
1: I think you should keep journalisming the journalists. I mean, you know, commentary like the for the Watchmen. Most part. Yeah, yeah. Well,
0: yeah. I definitely. Uh, the good news we have for everybody right now is we have finally secured the new facility. Yes. Uh, now we just need to get them to lay internet line down because it's in the middle of nowhere. We
1: do need internet. Yes.
0: Yeah. So. In order to do a live show, you need good internet, and I don't think they're it'll be available yet. It might be. It might be actually, yeah. So we're we're, we're 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 going to try it out. But in order to lay down real internet, because it's like it's like the what like nineteen twelve phone line that they're trying. You know,
1: whoa DSL.
0: I'm kidding Holy by the cow. way. <laughs> but yeah, it's the old school lines. And if they if they, I'm glad it has any internet at all. If you want to get if we if we want to get the high quality stuff for the show, we've got to lay actual fiber optic lines because it's the middle of nowhere. And uh, that's going to be fun, but it's a massive place. we got a lot of plans, and that's the good news, which means I'm definitely going to be looking for people to do fact-checking. Yeah. Because there's a bunch of stories that I've gone through, and I'll, like, I'll do a segment, and it'll just be tweets. And I'll be like, here's a bunch of tweets from people.
1: They're we, full of nonsense. Yeah,
0: we need someone to fact-check and write it up, and so I'm going to be probably hiring a couple people to, to to handle that at the new place out in the middle of nowhere. So if you want to live in a hippie shack, you know, there you go. Out in the middle of nowhere, campground, you get a teepee. Anyway... Let's uh let's do super chats. Let's do it. Let's jump to yes. Super Chats, everybody. Thank you all so much for the super chats. This is a big show. But don't forget you can subscribe because we're live every Monday through Friday at eight PM. Unfortunately, uh Kimberly Classic wasn't able to come. She was supposed to be our guest today. But uh we have guests coming tomorrow.
1: Yeah. We have um Elijah Schaefer tomorrow. Yes, from and Slightly have, Offensive. Yes, cool and dude. we have Drew Hernandez with Lives Matter. On Wednesday. Yeah. Sweet. And then Friday, <laughs> we have Michael Malice. I'm excited.
0: Yeah, my, they're, they're all really cool people. I'm
1: excited for this week. It's uh, be fun.
0: But also make sure to follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and uh, uh, Parlor. Yeah. Twitter, Instagram, and Parlor. Yeah. At TimCast. And you can follow at Sour Patch Lids. Look, I put the names oh, back up. Oh,
1: you put the names back up. There yeah. we
0: are. <laughs> on uh, Twitter and Parlor. But we're going yeah. to read you some super chats. We got, here from, uh, got one here from Jim Farm. Luke six twenty eight, blessed those who curse. You pray for those who mistreat you. With that in mind, here is a prayer: May the Lord Jesus Christ bless those in Antifa, and may He lead them out of Antifa into the truth. That is, I, I have tremendous respect for that.
1: Good compassion, and I want
0: to make sure I stress: I, I am, I am um, upset by any violence and death. Okay, I don't like to see it. A lot of people, you know, when I saw that video of the dude in Portland getting gunned down and you see his friend being held back screaming,
1: dude, that as, made me cry a little bit. It has
0: gut-wrenching, it's awful. But I'll tell you what, I don't like these Antiva rioters or whatever, but when I heard the story about the girlfriend screaming for her boyfriend who got shot in the heart, that I felt the same way. I don't I don't I don't want anybody to experience that pain. I, just, I don't care if they're bad people.
1: I just keep saying I'm sad that we're here. It doesn't yeah. matter who's dying in the street. I don't yep. care. It sucks.
0: You know, they're going to they're gonna say bad things about the dude who got shot. They say it was self defense and all that stuff. And I'm just like, all right, I don't care. I get it. There's a divide here. But I'll tell you what, watching the, you know people get gunned down in the street is not a good thing. No. And that's why I'm like, man, the I, I pray that the Patriot Prayer guys do not go out for retaliation. But I could, I can, I can get that feeling watching I that understand. video of your friend or being that dude who watched him just get gunned down in the street. Law enforcement needs to handle this. Trump said it. The friend of the victim who was there said the same thing. Yeah. And that's how you win. You let the law enforcement handle this. Yeah. That's the way you do it.
1: I mean, need to do their work.
0: Yeah, man. But uh, I, I appreciate the uh, super chat. I, I hope the same thing. I hope they find their way out and, um, you know, can break free. Jay Bosquez says, Tim Chacho, first, uh, until sued for every virtual cent, Twinkler and fascist book need equal red and rainbow checks and thumbs up. Second, WTF lock 6% of actual woohoo virus deaths. So uh, I want to make sure I can get this one very, very uh, uh, clear. Also, hit the like button if you haven't yet. Uh, so the CDC updated their, their numbers. They said 6% of the deaths were, were only COVID-19. Yes. And 94% of the COVID deaths were with comorbidities. There's two contextual analyses coming out of this. Right. On the right, it's that the deaths that people died from something and they also had covid whereas the left is saying people died from covid and they also had these things get it kind of so basically the argument is what did someone truly die from right six percent truly died from covid according to what was written and absolutely down. nothing else 94 But but that's that's not the point the point is the right is saying 94 percent of people died from something else mm-hmm. and they had covid the left is saying 94 percent died from covid and they had something else get it
1: ah, yeah okay
0: the problem is only one contextual analysis is allowed right
1: why is that there should be Uh nuance. because of bias
0: and and there should be because if we want to have conversations about how to properly reopen and save our our, our society then we need a proper debate And instead of banning people who say potentially the wrong thing, you need to have them engage in the conversation and then correct it. That's just but instead they ban them.
1: Okay, this kind of bothers me because I did work at a hospital. A comorbidity is something that most people might not be familiar with. A comorbidity is just some disease that you have along with something else. I think what people are not understanding is that most Americans, given the standard American diet and also the age of the people who are infected with coronavirus, COVID-19, whatever, tend to have comorbidities. That means that those things get recorded on the cause of death.
0: But that would mean that the people did die of COVID.
1: Right. It's, it's a factor. Yes.
0: So I guess the, the idea is people are saying only 6% actually died from COVID. The rest didn't. That's wrong.
1: That is not correct. Yeah. Right, right, right. Right, right. That, 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 right. It's an influencing factor. Yeah, and not something that should be discounted. Like we should have nuance. And I was yeah, gonna, yeah, yeah. I, w- I wanted to shout out this doctor I was following, but I, I forget his tag, but or his um. His well, now handle. you can't shout him know. out. No, nah, I can't shout out. I missed my chance.
0: The Grizzly says Gamergate started when a female game dev slept with a bunch of reviewers in order to get good reviews. She then abused her boyfriend as well to make sure she got good reviews, and now she works at DC Comics. Game journos are despicable human beings. I'm sorry, the Grizzly, you're wrong journalists are just okay i'm I'm not gonna they're gonna get so mad at me i'm gonna get all these hippies um i remember a tech journalist telling me that tech journalism was the bottom uh the bottom uh, rung of journalist society because they get free products and write about them so i'll tell you this is i I was told this by a tech journalist he said company says we got a brand new smartphone coming out we're gonna give it to you write a review on it Guess what happens? You're
1: going to say real good things about yeah. it. No,
0: no, no. Guess what happens if you write no. a bad review about it? Oh, you don't. Get they stop calling, they stop calling you up. Yeah. So of course, they're going to be like, "It's the best phone ever!" Unless it's really bad. But if it's a fine phone, like it's a great phone, it feels great, and they get the next one. Mm-hmm. And they keep getting sent free phones months in advance and they show off to all their friends, "Look, I got the new super phone or whatever."
1: That seems almost corrupt.
0: Literally is corrupt. Yeah. But that's why this journalist guy was telling me that. Uh-huh. He was a tech journalist, and he was like, He's "This like, is disgusting." Yeah, yeah. He's like, <laughs> And he was very strict about his ethics policies. It was Mm -hmm. actually impressive. Good. And he was ragging on journalism. For sure. (laughs) Yeah. I think now he's a Trump supporter, too. For real.
1: How funny. You got to look him up, man. I talked to him.
0: Zach Jordan says, I'm a 26-year-old Army veteran. I have not voted for anyone since turning 18. What has happened in this country over the course of this year, you reporting on it and encouraging people to look many places for info has made me aware I will be this year. Interesting. There's a story out of the Military Times, I think, saying that the military is going to be voting for Biden.
1: I don't believe it. (laughs) I don't believe it either. I do not believe it. You
0: got Donald Trump coming up, coming out being like the Trumps are the best. We want to support the Trumps. We want to give the Trumps. We want to support the troops. Give them a raise. (laughs) Joe Biden doesn't say anything. He hides in the basement.
1: Having been raised in a military town. I'm just going to say there's no freaking way. There's no way. They're the most patriotic people. This is the reason why the town I grew up in was conservative. It's because of the military. There's no way.
0: Seth Tompkins says Andy No just tweeted that both county sheriffs named by Oregon's governor in her plan. Have said no to helping her. LOL, love the show. Spin the UFO. I'm gonna have to look it wow. up. Wow. Is that this. that's true? I will look it up. Man. After I do Oregon. this. Oregon.
1: First things first.
0: Bernard apple says, Big fan of the show, Tim, you report thirty plus people have died since the Floyd riots. Is there a good source for this to share with friends who don't recognize the destruction? Thanks and keep it the great work. I just referenced the Wikipedia page for the George Floyd protests, which mention fourteen thousand arrests and thirty dead. You'd think 14,000 arrests would constitute the article to be called George Floyd riots, but sure. But it does have a a, a list of all of the deaths. So yeah. Adam Schmidt, thank you for the super chat. Hassim Retna says, as always, keep up the great work. Message Cernovich on Twitter. Not sure he will reply. Your opinion. Could the news networks be sued for inciting a riot due to false reporting and endangering the public trust? Or does Section 230 prevent that? Well, Section 230 doesn't have anything to do with TV. It's internet-based. But no, they're entitled to their opinions. It's a First Amendment thing. They can say stupid things. If they tell you to do something, then, you know, if they tell people, like, hey, go do this. A.H. Glassman says, "Illusory, uh, Illusory Truth Effect, a 70s psych study that concluded consistent repetition of false info as the truth will teach the mind to perceive a fallacy as reality. When confronted with the actual truth, subjects were irrational. Make sense? Yep makes absolute sense. All right, let's see here. We'll jump up to the, uh, the first of chats and man, it's always happened. something. there's like cat hair or something in there. It gets me allergies. Jack Scow says the quarterback of my favorite NFL team said that the U S was founded in racist ideals. I don't want to support such an ignorant view of our history. I get it, man. I hear you. Archerable 26 says me to the media, show me how to lie. Uh, show me how to lie. You're getting better all the time and turning All against the one is an art that's hard to teach.
1: I remember this song.
0: Dr. Sertivible says, hey, have followed Ben Swan stuff. He'd be a great guest, by the way. Yeah, he would be. Ben Swan's cool. I haven't uh, followed him in a really long time, but I know the name. Grafon Tyrell says, wow, congrats on being retweeted by Trump himself. I, I don't know if I was retweeted. It
1: was like a diluted
0: like. No, no. Here's the thing. It was. Yeah. I think the reason Trump liked my tweet and got rid of all other likes is to do more than retweet it.
1: To to put a point on it.
0: If Trump just retweeted me, it would have been gone in yep, an it was hour. down the timeline. By getting rid of all of his likes and liking only my thread, he made sure that anybody who goes to his page can see a dedicated... And so I'm like, ain't gonna get me in trouble. Oh, Please man. stop. You know? No, that's fine. No, I don't, I don't care. But man. I do
1: like how no one has mentioned you...
0: They don't. They they didn't even mention the thread. Yeah. Or I'm sorry. They mentioned the thread. They don't actually read it because of course not. Heaven forbid.
1: Why would they read things?
0: Yeah. I think one of the challenges for a lot of the mainstream outlets is they'd have to be like Tim Pool describes himself as a disaffected liberal who supported Bernie Sanders in 2016 and has now decided to vote for Trump. Yeah.
1: They really don't want to get into that. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think they do.
0: I don't think they want people to realize it's a thing that exists because it would show people that you're not alone. If you're somebody who's sick and tired of what the Democrats are doing, they don't want people to know that they want you to think you are alone to sit down shut up and vote for what we tell you to vote for nice yeah all right let's see what we got here henry allen says tim blessings wisconsin is watching thank you appreciate it ground floor guthrie says that face when you become the news i gotta admit it was weird when you know it was lydia she was like did trump like your tweet and i'm like oh i don't know like don Jr. Ju- like, don- trump jr retweeted me or something <laughs> yeah because uh you know he, he follows me and I was like, ah, I don't know, whatever. And I didn't realize the severity of Trump removing all the likes and then just yeah. putting mine, like, read this thread it says. And I'm like, oh, jeez, dude.
1: I was like kind of freaking out when, about it.
0: When Trump Jr. retweeted it, some outlets wrote an article and it was like so poorly framed. Of course. Yeah. So, yeah. They were like, less. Tim Poole, who has a right wing audience. Dude. Okay. It's, it's really funny because people who pay attention know that, like, my audience is mostly moderate yeah
1: pretty libertarian
0: pretty libertarian yeah we did a poll and found that the biggest self-identified group were libertarian followed by trump supporters then liberals Mm -hmm. and there was even like three or four percent who consider themselves to be progressive leftists interesting yeah really interesting i mean i've I've got messages from people who watch who are very like who social justice progressive who are very polite and nice to me You know, and the message to me being like, I appreciate listening to what you have to say. I think you're really, really, really wrong. There there, there have been uh, some progressive, like, basically people like AOC who have messaged me saying they're a big fan. And I'm like, even though I kind of rag on your, like, ideals and everything, like, yeah, but it's not bad. You know what I mean?
1: I find a trend with people who write to you and people who comment on your stuff are... People who say, I don't agree with everything you say, but I like the fact that you entertain different ideas and you actually appear to be looking for the truth. I guess so. I think that everybody can respect that.
0: I think that's what I'm doing, but I think I'm biased. I don't know. You could be. I'm like, Democrats are bad all day. you know. Yeah, I, right
1: I, now they're the baddies.
0: They are pretty bad. And I, 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 you know, I often self-reflect and I'm like, why are they so bad? And I'm like... I remember we were talking once and I was like, how many videos did I do about Democrats panicking?
1: We keep doing that. We were trying to make thumbnails. and I'm like, are they panicking again? Yeah,
0: I'm like, I can't do like a fifth panicking video this week, can I? But the article literally says, once again, the Democrats are panicking. I'm like, are they lying about this? And then it's like, they name a Democrat. And it was like, you know, John Smith, an operative for this organization, is saying we're really shocked by this. And I'm like, I guess they're panicking. They've been in a panic since Trump won.
1: They're so disorganized. Yeah, they've never stopped freaking out. They're crumbling
0: seriously. Doctor Rollergator says, yes. "I looked outside my window and didn't see anyone dying of coronavirus, so I don't know what that Biden was talking about this <laughs> afternoon. What what, what? what did he say? Something about that?
1: No, he was talking about like how many people had died, like a hundred one year, oh. one hundred <laughs> you know things. Yeah, build.
0: yeah, yeah. I didn't. Yeah."
1: So somebody was somebody tweeted I a picture of D.C. and they're like, "Oh, this is scary." People are like walking by in the park, and I was like, "Oh, so is this Trump's America?" Or right, I right. mean, I'm just they're like, "D.C. seems now. crazy right now." It's yeah, in the park. I'm yeah, like, yeah.
0: "Trump's America seems pretty good." Huh? Yeah,
1: seems great, right? We're chilling.
0: There's a meme. It's really funny. It's uh, a guy drowning. It's it's, it's like Biden, mm-hmm. and then Trump's in a helicopter, and he's like, "You know, quick, accept federal assistance." I'm like, no, go away. And then as the helicopter leaves, they yell, "This is Trump's America." <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> seriously.
0: Let's see. Talbot Link says, I showed my dad an unedited video of the Molotov toss as the kid in Kenosha after the brightness w- uh, washed video in the news Friday night. Couldn't see the flames. He said the vid I showed was edited because it was longer. The guy threw a plastic bag. He didn't throw a Molotov. Oh, okay. Yeah, Rosenbaum was chasing after Rittenhouse. He threw what appears to be a plastic bag. Rittenhouse was running. Someone raised their gun in, uh, into the air and fired and a shot into the air. Rittenhouse turned, and then Rosenbaum lunged at him and tried grabbing the gun, and that's when Rittenhouse fired. Right. And the the legal statement was that he feared they would take the gun and use it on him. Absolutely. Yeah, they may have. For sure. Let's see. Devin H says, hey, Tim, I've been thinking some about Thucydides' trap. The definition refers to international adversaries. However, do you think it could work on a smaller scale, i.e. the regressive left v. liberalism? Um, The general idea, maybe. I guess guess you can frame it this way. Uh, Thucydides' trap is that whenever a dominant power is challenged by a rising power, it results in war. So you have the dominant power, liberalism, being challenged by the rising power, progressivism. Will it lead to war? I don't necessarily think so. It's not not the same thing, but maybe. I think the bigger issue is that the progressive left in this country is so divergent from the rest of American society. That's what's going to lead to chaos. Yeah. And they're small but growing. And it is a cult-like ideology.
1: Well, they are the element of instability. Like, you can look at the center, you can look at the right, and there is not this far-flung ideology these crazy fanatic people
0: I got an email from a Democrat asking if I would support them and I said like I do mm-hmm. you know uh, it was from the volunteer from the campaign does so-and-so support the repeal of prop 209 in California and they responded with you know it's we're not based in California but I assure you we can discuss ways in which the candidate will help fulfill affirmative action goals And I was like, you just answered the question. Yeah, wrong answer. You are supporting. So the trick is repealing Prop 209 strips the civil rights language from the California Constitution, and they call it advancing affirmative action. Tricky. So they'll say, well, we're not so sure on that, but we do want to advance affirmative action. I know exactly what they're saying. Mm -hmm. They want discrimination law. They want to be able to discriminate. They they want pro-discrimination. Or they're paying
1: so little attention that they would vote yes on it.
0: Yeah, definitely. That's scary. All right, let's see what we got. Arthur Wilcox says, Kyle Rittenhouse was videoed beating up a girl. It may uh, It's making things look different. So the charges he had before stem from that. He got caught speeding after the incident. Interesting. Well, I'm not saying the kid is good. And I think the kid was foolish to be out there. And I think the kid's worthy of criticism. I also think if you chase after someone and someone fires a gun and they throw something at you... But you're not going to convince me that the kid wasn't defending himself just because the earlier day he was a bad person.
1: I would say that this is almost on par with the guy who. OK, so the guy who shot the gentleman in Portland the other day, he, people were saying that he was basically a criminal because he had brought a gun to a protest in yeah. the past.
0: I don't like I it. don't think
1: that matters. Just like I don't think it matters that you have a tussle with somebody. I don't care who you hit. Seriously, as a 17-year-old, especially as somebody who's brawling, because I saw the video,
0: I don't think it's enough. uh, The guy in Portland Mm -hmm. who had gotten arrested previously with a gun, this is a tough one. I see a lot of conservatives mentioning that he should have been in jail, and I'm like, yeah, he should have. And if the DA had followed the law, he'd have been in jail, or he wouldn't have had the gun, and this wouldn't have happened. However, on the grand scale, the 2A argument shall not be infringed. Should be absolute. So I think the way I look at it right now is my preferred view of it idealistically is he's a murderer charge him with murder yep and we can always talk about what could have been but here you know right sure you can but i don't like the idea that people are going to say something like if only we took his gun away then he wouldn't have murdered somebody i
1: don't like that line of thought that's
0: the gun control argument yeah yep. that is however i think right now the argument is the law is the law and if he broke the law then what he should have done is, after he got arrested for it, filed a lawsuit challenging the constitutionality of the gun law and then potentially try to get it overturned. Right. That's the process. So theoretically, if the system was upheld the way it was designed, the way they claim they want it to be, this could have been prevented. Yeah. So that I understand. They are the ones in Portland and the, and the and the left arguing for gun control. Right. This was the one time they didn't uphold their own standard and now someone's dead because of it. So I understand there's hypocrisy there.
1: There definitely is.
0: My idealistic version is... He's a murderer. Yeah, of course. He's an alleged murderer. Innocent until proven guilty. And I believe in the Second and Fifth Amendments. I, bl- I believe in all the amendments. Yeah, so. of course. They're pretty great.
1: <laughs> well, and and if he were committed to murdering someone, if he were really wanting to go after a Trump supporter, it wouldn't have mattered if he'd done it with a machete or a gun or a blunt object. He would have made it happen. But gun made right. it easier. Right. Yeah, if he
0: wanted him. to do it, he would have done it. Yeah. Yeah. I Look, I think guns definitely make it easier. They make if, it quick. If he had a blunt object, I don't think anybody would have died. If he had a knife, somebody would have died. Yeah. But because pepper spray is not going to do anything, right. but I mean, I don't know, man. It's if pe- he would, if people want to find a way, they're going to find a way. Oh, if they were sure. hunting people down, he would have gone up behind him over and hit him over the back of the head. Yep. He would, you know what I mean? The the gun just made it brazen. In fact, there's an advantage in that the gun made it loud and obvious. Yes. So there's video of it happening. Yeah. And you can see him running. I imagine if it was a quiet stealth attack with a, with a knife or something, we, we might not even have known what happened. We found
1: him till the next morning. Mm hmm.
0: Jeez. We wouldn't have found him at all. Yeah, There'd just be a guy who slumped over. I don't know what happened. Someone ran up to him and they ran off. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Pros and cons. It's hard to know exactly, right? LT says, Tim, maybe a theory, but what if the entire riot craziness and businesses killing it is actually to drive people out of dem cities to hijack real estate market? What if elitists just want to buy that sweet, dirt, cheap real estate? I mean... Bill De Blasio. You mean, said like
1: he, Bill De Blasio. Yeah, he said he, wanted, he said it's exactly what he wanted <laughs> he's like, to do. I'm buying it up, Everybody's And that, that,
0: that's why I saw he's doing it on a purpose. I think so. He wants to create public housing, but you know what? My my preferred conspiracy theory is, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna frame it in this way. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna tell you this. Everything that's happening is benefiting us in the event of a full scale war with China.
1: I like that conspiracy theory. It's a not, little bit positive.
0: Not even so much about being a conspiracy theory, but just what has happened has benefited this country if a war to break out. Our cinch- cities are decentralizing. Mm-hmm. People are going to other areas. Jobs are becoming essential only. People are arming to the teeth, and or
1: people are working from home.
0: Yeah. Another yep.
1: thing I noticed that seems maybe but a little bit petty was that now when you go to the store, you don't get the selection you used to. And this might just be because I'm a girl, but you're being t- you're being honed in. You're you're being a little less spoiled. Yeah.
0: You're being conditioned to expect less.
1: Right. Which people is, people is would, great.
0: look. People would go in there and be like. I want strawberry koala oh, yummies bars. and vanilla koala yummies. Yeah. And now they don't have them and they go, oh, well, where are they? Now it's like there's milk, bread, and eggs. Yep. If there's a food shortage in a real crisis, also the supply chain being disrupted. Yes. Manufacturing coming back. I, I talked about this years ago. I was like, man, if China wanted to and they just cut off manufacturing, we'd be, we'd be done. Oh, for sure. Over. So before we go to war, all of these things need to have happened. So maybe that's bad news. Yeah, I mean... But all maybe I can say is
1: it is happening. I mean, maybe it is positive that it's happening. Maybe it's what we need right now. Who knows? I guess we'll see, right?
0: Well, all right. Let's see where are we at? We got one right here. Dragon Warrior says, "I'm from Kenosha. Man, love the show. Pray for us. I hope it doesn't get crazier after tomorrow. Probably we'll move soon. It's been getting worse for years. Absolutely, wow, man. Dude. I think what's what's Kenosha? It's like a half an hour north of Chicago, right?
1: Yeah, something like that. It's really Cause, close.
0: Well, yeah, because in Milwaukee, I think it's like an hour and a half. I've only ever been to Milwaukee, I think, three times." And Mm -hmm. I lived in Chicago, and it's kind of weird. You'd imagine, like, you live from Chicago. It's a different state,
1: right? Yeah,
0: but it's like an hour and a half drive. It's not even that far away. Except, I guess, people in Chicago complain because the people in Milwaukee brew beer and then it flows down all the garbage into Chicago, and then we swim in it.
1: That's not nice.
0: Yep. All right, let's see what we got. Eric Postachuk says, I really feel like Donald Trump needs to press the fact the law requires that a governor must accept federal approval. It seems like the left is baiting Trump to seem fascist and blaming him when he isn't. Yes. It's a it's it's like no matter what he does, it's It's a trap. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) But that's why I think I don't think he should invoke the insurrection act for the most like I lean in that direction. It's hard to know what's what to do for sure. But I see a lot of conservatives saying, do it, invoke this. And I'm kind of like the insurrection act, in my opinion, should be when a city is completely broken, like in 1991.
1: These cities seem a little broken to me.
0: No, they seem like, like Portland, for instance, has uh, violence popping up. Well, I guess in terms of COVID, for sure. But in in Kenosha, where you have rioting over a few days, it's not the same as the LA riots. It's not the same. So we're really, really close to it. Yeah. I'm just saying we're not at that point yet where civil society has broken down and isn't functioning and Trump has to restore everything back to where, the way it was. we have
1: so many cities right now that are up in arms.
0: That's the other problem. Can Trump deploy troops to secure every city? And if he can't, then should he just wait and do a triage kind of thing?
1: This has kind of been bothering me because I'm like, what if we don't have enough National Guard? What if we don't have enough troops to keep everyone in line? I think we do. And I trust our military, like, I, I implicitly, think, but...
0: I think it's very easy to crush these extreme, like to crush these riots and arrest the extremists. The problem is the DA in Portland is letting them go. That is that's what it
1: comes down to. It doesn't matter if you arrest them, if nothing happens. If they just
0: get released, right? Exactly. So, so we don't we don't need as many police. But that's I, I think for for the most part, Trump should hold back a little bit, and the Insurrection Act should be for a point when the city is in absolute chaos, twenty four seven, and nothing is stopping.
1: Last resort.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense, and especially now, if Trump did it, they'd just be like, "Oh no, we're under, we're being taken over," and then they'd secede or whatever dumb thing they were talking about doing. Cool. Well, that on. was the war games thing they talked about yeah. seceding the the, the the West Coast. All right, let's see where are we at? I read that one, and I read the one about Andy. No, and uh let's see. Connor Astron says the philosophy Tim and Lydia have added to my mind really has helped me. Oh, oh
1: appreciate. I'm glad, it. happy to hear it.
0: Well, Lydia is a big fan of stoicism.
1: I am. Yeah, I'm a nerd. I'm sorry.
0: Longreach Jones says, thank you. That radicalization analogy is the perfect example to bring the difference between the U.S. and Australia into perspective. Australia socialized medicine versus U.S. privatized medicine. It's, yeah, it's, it's really just about what's dramatically different for Americans. Yeah. And if you want to overhaul the entire system overnight, it's radical.
1: Well, everything looks different to a different country. Like, oh, what is sure. radical in Germany is not radical in the U.S. and vice versa. Just what you're used to.
0: What I think is really funny is... Uh, well, I I, I think I, I'll just be reiterating the same point, that the left thinks being a normal American is radical. Yeah. That's that's what they're saying. And Joe Biden adopting any one of Bernie's policies or even negotiating is radicalization. Trump is moderate. He's in the middle. Yeah. That's, the, that, that's, from, the, that, that's from the New York Times and from Vox, man. Colin N says, honest question. At what angle could Kyle have shot the dude in the head? His first rounds hit him in the groin. If he grabbed the barrel, how would it have passed his head? I don't know. My bigger question is, how do you get hit in the back? Yeah. He turned? I, I he, like, got know. hit, and then he spun?
1: That's what somebody was commenting. I yeah. found that tweet you made, and they're like, maybe he turned. I don't know.
0: The gym says, hey, Tim, relatively new viewer, and I dig that you're willing to flex your opinions based on evidence. A rare trait these days. P.S. I'd love to see you talk with Don from Plebeian Media. Cheers. I'm not familiar, but we'll look into it.
1: Plebeian Media.
0: Robert Stratton says, don't bring Logos to a pathos fight.
1: What was mm-hmm. that? Do you know... Pathos is feelings. Pathos oh. is logic. <laughs> right, right,
0: right. There you go. Chris Clark says, make a beanie Faraday cage so when everyone has Neuralink, they won't get hacked. That's a great that idea. Smart. I like it. Megan Stewart says, no Biden, no Trump, choose Unity 2020. Check it out. This is crazy. Twitter and Facebook, I think, mm-hmm. and Facebook. I believe it was Facebook as well. Banned the articles of Unity.
1: Yeah, like why? I'm really don't afraid know. of it. that's
0: so weird. Unity. Yeah. Scary. This is this is this this is creepy. So, uh, it, it's it's Brett Weinstein's project, right? Yeah. The 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 Unity Unity Twenty Twenty is to find two people that the left and the right agree on, and have them run together, and then switch vice president Pre- president every every term or whatever until America gets back on track. I think it's a clever idea. I just think it's idealistic and not realistic, but I I, I like, you know, I like the idea. It's just, but to me, it's just a third party run. That's all it is. Yeah. Like you could say Joe Jorgensen is the real option. You could say, you know, the Green Party is the option. You could say unity is the option. My bigger fear is that the Democrats are allowing identitarianism to take over in this country. And that is a direct threat to my family.
1: That's a more immediate threat.
0: Yeah. I think, And Trump isn't that bad. Like, I don't, I don't know what, what, you know, when people talk about voting third party, I'm like, Trump isn't at all, at all like the past Republicans.
1: I think there's a time to be idealistic and there's a time to be pragmatic.
0: Yeah. I've never been a big fan of that. Like, you know, oh no, we have to stop, you know, the Democrats. I really hate it. Like I've grown up with this idea of voting against someone. Trump is the lesser of two evils, blah.
1: But this year, I kind of feel like we do have to stop the Democrats. This is the first time I've ever felt like this. I voted third party in 2016.
0: But there's there were people who were screaming that, you know, Obama was the end. And South Park made an episode about That's it true. where everyone's like, ah! I know. And I'm like, so I do see the rise of intersectionality as overtaking over time. And it needs to be stopped. And we need to have a big cultural push against it. And I've seen, you know, pr- uh, professors and historians say there's never been a time like this in history. Yes. But Trump isn't that bad. Yes. So I, I I look at him, no new wars. I'm like, wow, the first That's president, like deal. four or five presidents. Yeah,
1: they did right. that.
0: I know. I'm like, wh- uh-huh.
1: How how dare you?
0: And his his rhetoric, he's cleaned up his act for yeah. sure, and he's his his agenda is it's it's agreeable. It is not radical. Right, and so in that case, I'm like, I don't know. I don't think Trump's that bad. I am I don't feel like I'd be voting for less, less, less or two evils. I feel like I'd be voting for someone who's not my first, second, third, fourth, fifth choice or whatever. But right. someone who I can be like, eh, whatever, you know, eh, he's all right. The, the media lies about him endlessly. He's clearly not a Republican, that's for sure.
1: The media doesn't like him. That's almost good enough for me.
0: I think the media does like him.
1: I think they need him and I think yeah. they know it. Yep. They like his like... TV attitude. They
0: wouldn't exist if he if he wasn't president. It's true. Their ratings were gone. See, Ryan Long. He was a yeah, he was he was a last resort to save them. Yeah. Yashasa says, "Hey Hey Timmy, have you seen what is happening in Belarus?" Yes, it's crazy. So, uh, I don't know a whole lot about it, but I've been following just a, f- a few people who are posting about it and it is it's scary. I think about what's going on in Hong Kong and Belarus in terms of the uprising, and we view them from the American standpoint as like good to oppose the dictators but the left thinks that's who they are here and i'm like no you're you're you attacked an old lady dude like you're not you're not the freedom fighter opposing the dictator i'm sorry that's just not true trump was elected deal with yeah. it you can vote him out if they didn't act like lunatics they would have voted him out mhm if they were just like, well, you know, we lost this one. Good game, guys. We're going to focus on doing better next time. And we're going to find a more likable candidate.
1: They could have been rational about it. They would have won. All they had to do, as Ben Shapiro loves to say, was not be crazy. <laughs> they couldn't do it.
0: They couldn't even do that. They couldn't do that. It's a rebuild year. <laughs> yeah, they're like, taking, taking a year. Four years. <laughs> taking it. Gotta, they they got to figure out their taking leadership. And, off. Yeah, uh, man. Well, hey, anybody. Well, hey, let me read one more Super Chat. Actually. Okay. Uh, Megan Stewart says, if it doesn't work, I'm totally voting for Trump. The ticket is Dan and Tulsi. I like that. I like that ticket. I do, but I don't think the left will. They hate Tulsi and they really hate Dan. <laughs> like so, Dan Crenshaw. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. dude. They the, the the left really hates Tulsi Gabbard. The resistance left calls for a Russian, and the the the, the progressive left calls her alt right. There's just like moderate people like me who liked her because we recognize her as someone who's trying to build a bridge. She yeah. was she was a more progressive lefty. And I was like, I like a bit of her, her platform, but she's got military experience. I like Dan Cruncher for the same reason. So I like the idea of a Dan Tulsi ticket. It but the left is not going really. go. yeah, to go for it.
1: Yeah, I know.
0: They won't go for it.
1: And the right won't either.
0: It would be really funny if Tulsi was president and Dan was vice president. And she was like, we're pulling the troops out. And Dan's like, that's a bad idea. He a
1: <laughs> bit. Yeah. But I feel like they could talk it out. I feel like I feel like a presidency like that would be fantastic. I li-
0: I love the idea. They I would just,
1: engage with each other and come to the right conclusion somewhere in the middle. They would I mean, have to.
0: I'll keep my eye on it, but I just see it as another third party run that's not. I know. I don't like. I don't. I don't see you getting critical mass for this because people like Trump. Yeah. And you're not. And so the, the problem I see here is that the only thing a Dan Tulsi ticket will do is stop Trump from winning. Yeah. For real.
1: That's the problem. That's the problem with third yeah. party candidates. Unfortunately, I don't like the way it is, but.
0: Brett Chappell says uh Brent Chappell says, Love the show. Like how you, you are having guests on more often now. Would you ever consider having people like Ben Shapiro, John MacArthur, or Dave Rubin on? Stay safe and awesome. Well, of course. I don't know who's John MacArthur?
1: John MacArthur is a pastor. I don't know who that is. He's a preacher? Yeah. He's like I, he's I know. A, he I'm leads not, a church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm just not familiar with him. Yeah.
0: Ben he's Shapiro like, and Dave Rubin, I know, and of course. You and you I actually should. I would love to have like some regular people on.
1: Yeah, you keep saying this and I get regular people hitting me up and I'm like, ah, it's too many
0: regular oh, people. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But we definitely it's really hard if you like it's going to be we're gonna to have to vet people yeah we're gonna narrow it down. we gotta figure out like what they do mm-hmm. and have conversations with them yeah but it'll be interesting to get someone into the spotlight who normally doesn't have the opportunity to say hey i'm a plumber from you know ohio and i just yeah. have some kids and they're like going to college
1: Uh car like a mechanic or something
0: yeah yeah, yeah. that'd be great yeah, yeah that'd be really cool scott s says someone someone and i've seen some leftist bring up kyle fighting a girl and how that puts him in a bad light but they seem to refuse to talk about Jake Blake's priors on George uh, or George Floyd's priors. I, exactly. I don't I don't care about I either. I
1: don't care about priors. Yeah, I care about
0: Right, I don't care about uh, uh George Floyd has a history.
1: I care about whether they stepped on George Floyd's neck until he expired. That's nonsense.
0: I care about whether Jacob Blake was being arrested for a warrant and pulled a knife and was fighting with cops. Exactly. So I care about the need...
1: situation they were in at the time. Yeah. I care about Kyle defending himself. That's It's it. it's
0: fair to say that uh, uh Past instances can, you know, alter it to a certain degree. But
1: but you still are. You're right. You're innocent until proven guilty. Jacob Blake was, too.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's see. Stankly Bowis says, hey, Tim. Oh, I see. Stanky Balls says, uh, oh, Stankly. Hey, Tim, just to lighten up everyone, I feel like we should all have a laugh at things like when I'm watching Timcast clips and all of a sudden the outro with you looking 20 pounds heavier comes on. Stay strong, folks. That's a good point. You are losing
1: weight. You got to do another one.
0: Well, you know. I don't I don't I, I think it's from all the skateboarding I we think got so to, we too. got to record one I'm all fat I'm like <laughs> <laughs> I've been skating very very often for you sure you'll
1: have good before and after pictures
0: we'll we'll record a new one I, I had to put up a, a, a new profile pic because I was like you know it got to that point I I I often see people rag on others for having pro, old profile pics mm-hmm. You're like, and oh, I'm, no. I'm and I was old. like I just never thought about it and I'm yeah. like oh that is three years old I'm gonna take a new profile pic and everyone's yeah. like you look so mad Tim I'm like I don't know <laughs> what am I supposed to do <laughs> Caper Two X says, "Think Viva Frey and Barnes Law as guests. They think highly of you. I think they're great. I'd love yeah, to have Yeah, we're working one. on it. We're yeah. Working
1: on Viva for sure.
0: Fantastic, Mr. Knox says, "Have you seen the video of a man in Baltimore getting bricked by a BLM supporter? I don't know if he was a BLM supporter. I saw the video though. It was crazy. It's this, I, and, but look, these videos happen all the time, man." T zoning says people on the right hate dan because he wants red flag laws and spying on gun owners yep tulsi has a insane gun control policy not all people on the right know about his taps act red flag law and spying yeah i think i remember him talking about this yeah yeah.
1: everyone melted down
0: well we are about 11 minutes over so i think we're gonna get ready for bed because i'm gonna wake up early in the morning and get back to work but thank you all for uh, for hanging out thanks for the super chat sorry we couldn't get kimberly klasik on she has become a superstar and I don't blame her. I, I wish her the best. I, I think she's great. But uh, she had this explosive ad that went, it went viral overnight. And then she had to speak at the RNC. Yeah, she's and I'm been just busy. like, dude, you got to do your thing because the race is way more important. That's, so yeah, that's way more she seems busy, but yeah. um, I'm stoked for her. And uh, we've got Elijah Schaefer tomorrow, right? Yeah. That's going to be cool. Yes. He's slightly offensive. You may have seen his stuff. Um, so he does like a podcast show and he's, he's done a lot of on the ground stuff and like legit reporting from the scene. I've cited a ton of his content reporting on protests and riots. So I look forward to These having two it.
1: dudes over the next two days are both on the ground reporting on all this stuff. And I'm yeah. excited to hear what they it's have gonna be to fun.
0: say. So make sure you follow me on Twitter, Instagram and Parler at Timcast.
1: Mm-hmm. There you is. can also
0: follow my other channels, youtubecom slash Timcast and slash Timcast News. And you can follow at Sour Lids, Sour sourpatch, L-Y-D-S on either. Twitter and Parler. We're gonna be, we'll be back uh, tomorrow at 8 p.m. live. I'll have clips, throughout, we'll have clips from this show throughout the day. And, of course, I put out an insane amount of content, so my main channels have a ton of content throughout the day as well. I imagine I'm going to wake up in the morning and be like, oh, look, more riots happened. Let's talk about that again. So I'll be back. Thanks for hanging out, everybody, and we will see you all tomorrow at any point in the day when you watch the content. But we'll be live at 8 p.m. with Elijah Schaefer. Adios.
1: Bye, guys.